0: That'll go over well. <laughs> 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 Why is like it's Is it not recording? Ah no, it's recording. Reco-
1: oh, you're trying to pop the notes up yeah. again? Fuck it. You silly bitch.
0: Welcome back to the JoJatorium. <laughs> well I think number we two, whenever uh it was we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in torque classes over there. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them
1: TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I just got right in front of you.
0: Welcome back to Jojitorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're Decaying with the boys. And just so you know, we have a larger roster than WWE. Get on the bandwagon already. First Sip Brewbox is bringing you what you need to up your craft beer gear game into the next level. The dynamic duo over at First Sip have teamed up with the incredible folks at Cancer Bridges to tackle lung cancer awareness. A portion of the proceeds from their lung cancer awareness shirt goes to the stellar organization that brings more than 230 programs per month to people diagnosed with cancer and their loved ones. Head over to FirstSipBrewbox.com to get your orders in now. And don't forget to check them out on all social media by searching out First Sip Brewbox just make sure you tell them the boys sent you so adam we're back up in this it's our thanksgiving episode how are you i'm doing good and to go
1: back to first at brewbox not that it's the most important thing about what they're doing but the logo for the shirts they're doing this month are really cool i'm definitely getting one
0: i know it's not supposed to be metal it's pretty fucking it's pretty metal. metal. <laughs> it's pretty metal. If you haven't seen these shirts, I don't even want to describe it to you, but you just go to firstitbrewbox.com and check them out. Check it out,
1: because you can either subscribe to the Brewbox, or you can... You know, just buy the shirt.
0: Yeah. And then also, too, there might still be some Bash Brew mashup. There, there might too. be. There might be. Yeah. I I don't think there's any Thick Boy sizes, though. I think I because think I bought them all. Those are, those are quick. Yeah. we got a Thick Boy fan club. We do have a Thick Boy fan club. It's that it's that prime demographic of 45 years plus. Exactly. <laughs> 2XL and higher. <laughs> they love us. So, like I said, we are gearing up for Turkey Day. This is our Thanksgiving episode. So, when you're hearing this, uh, it's already in no it's it's thanksgiving day week thanks the day beginning week. yeah and we do sound great while you're cooking a turkey just so you know yeah. if you want to listen to us just give it us. a re-listen yeah put it on a different app though like yeah do you, use your first app then you'll put up another app and listen to us because i can't afford a turkey this year because you guys aren't listening enough
1: <laughs> you just got a game hen
0: yeah that's out. all that's all i could do but i did stuff it yeah with hopes and dreams
1: <laughs> i thought you were gonna say with hot dogs <laughs>
0: better idea because i can't eat hopes and dreams yeah. I can definitely eat hot dogs hopes
1: and dreams will cost you money hot dogs not that much.
0: hot dogs are way yeah. less expensive than hopes and dreams so i know that i'm making food uh we're hosting everybody in my house um so we're we we actually we have it's terrible we have three turkeys because we had one Whoa. from yeah i'm super rich i have <laughs> have a turkey and you eat sprees and i eat yeah because i actually stuff turkeys with sprees (laughs) because the sugar content like kind of crystallizes on top brown sugar trick it's really good but we had turkey from uh there was a sale at a local place we had one of those forgot about it my wife goes and gets one and i was like okay then my mom shows up the other day and she's like oh i got you guys a turkey for thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving I was like, cool. So we have a 12, a 14, and an 18-pound turkey. You just
1: inceptionize them, stuff them, you know, like the Russian nesting dolls.
0: And then it would be just a 12, (laughs) 13, 18.
1: No way you're drying that thing
0: out. I was like, oh, man, I hope we have enough turkey. Like, (laughs) trust me, we have enough turkey. Everybody can have one. Yeah. Um, And then my mom's going to make this dope. It's so good, man. I I love, uh, like, pigs in a blanket, like cabbage rolls. Yes. But she's going to make Lazy Man lasagna, but do it in the cabbage roll. Cabbage. Yeah, nice. so it's just going to be these nice layers. And she knows that, like, Papa can't have red meat, so she's making it with turkey meat. Nice. Yeah, so I can actually eat it and not feel sick. So it's it's going to be good. And then my wife always busts out these cool little, like, cheesy potatoes. I do
1: like cabbage with turkey.
0: That's it goes well. It goes well. Because you can, act, like, I like getting a big spoonful. I'm a mixer kind of guy, so Me I'll, too. like, get one piece of something and then blah, 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 blah. But the best bite I have is when, like, I make my mom's mashed potatoes the way she makes them. And then I'll get... I'm actually getting hungry now thinking about it. And my turkey, the way I make it, because I'm a better cook than everybody. And then I get her... (laughs) Then I get her cabbage, uh, whatever she's making. And I put it all together in one bite. Dude, fat guy heaven. I love it. No, I'm hungry. Yeah. Are you you guys making anything?
1: Uh, We're the exact opposite of you. We're going to my parents. It's going to be me, my wife, my aunt, and my mom and dad. So just five of us this year. Um... We are only making a side. We got assigned a side of our choice and a dessert. So tequila. uh, Lori's taking care of the side. I think I'm just going to do like seasoned roasted uh, sweet potatoes. Smart. Love it. You know, just cubed up, season them similar to like how you'd season a turkey, and Mm -hmm. roll with it.
0: You know, I used to do that too because I used to make the seasoned uh, sweet potatoes. If you get a butternut squash and you kind of cube it the same way and throw them in there, you get like more volume and you get that like sweet flavor from a the more sweetness mm-hmm. off of that squash yeah plus if you want to go like super fat guy and get the marshmallow fluff and you're putting it on. i
1: hate squash but really? i i like your i like the idea you yeah. have it's I, just a personal
0: well i think if you make so here's the thing me. butternut squash by itself not that great butternut squash when you doctor it up
1: Delicious. I have had it in like a medley with sweet potatoes before. Yeah. It is pretty good. Like a fall vegetable thing I got at the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that and was pretty good. Panera
0: has that really good squash soup. I think too. they put Brussels sprouts in that too, the one I had. Which I
1: am a big fan of Brussels. Well, similar to cabbage yeah. with turkey. I do like Brussels sprouts on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I might do that
0: too. A good uh, roasted Brussels sprout yeah. with some vinaigrette. Like- Almost burnt. Yes. Like,
1: actually, a a little bit burnt is how I like
0: it. Some, like, pecans and cranberries Mm. and a little bit of vinegar in there.
1: Woohoo! I'm going to have you come over and cook for me, too.
0: I told you, man. (laughs) I kill. I kill, man. But, yeah, uh, we are
1: not ready for any of it. We haven't went and bought anything. (laughs) We need just, like, general groceries in the house, let alone our Thanksgiving stuff. But, thankfully, like, and we just learned this week that where we were going, so... We are not making the full Monty, so we don't have that much to pick up anyway.
0: I always get really jealous of the stuff that your wife makes for you in general. Yeah, I think she's a phenomenal cook.
1: She's like, What do you want for dessert? I was like, I know you've made a lot of them lately, but can we have pumpkin roll stuff? (laughs) Because it's just like my, it's the only, really the only pumpkin dessert I like. Like, I don't like pumpkin pie. Not a big fan of even like pumpkin cake, but I I love a good pumpkin roll.
0: Yes. My mom is actually, so my mom is, she found out at the beginning of this year that she's uh type one diabetic. So she's been uh, you know checking her sugars and everything. She's like, I'm going to be at your house. I'm going to be staying the night. I'm going to cheat on my diet and I'm going to make a pumpkin cheesecake. Oh, and I'm okay, g- i like two pumpkin cakes. Yeah. I do like pumpkin <laughs> cheesecake too. <laughs> And she's like, I'm going to cut a piece the size of your head. And I was like, good insult. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, make me one of your fancy cups of coffee. I'm going to eat this thing and then I'm going to see you guys tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I pretty much assume you're going to go into a diabetic coma. Perfect. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, if there's
1: a day to cheat on your diet, it's nice. Yeah.
0: And especially when you're around everybody else, I can, like, you know, hit you with the insulin shot if you really do pass out.
1: Endure or your birthday.
0: Yes, very much so. Um, so do you guys, like, so it's only the five of you, and it's, dude, it's a mass mob at my house now, because it can be all of my wife's family, and then my family. Right. Uh, do you guys have any traditions that you guys follow with your parents?
1: Not, not really. Not with Thanksgiving, not really with any holiday. Like, it's just kind of, uh, you know, aside, we gather my, usually my mom's, except for last year, was weird with COVID, so we all ate separately and, like, zoomed in to, yeah. to see each other. Um, but no, typically just at my mom's house, um, even when I didn't live in Pittsburgh, I'd, I don't think I missed one. I almost missed one because of a snowstorm, but I don't think I missed any turkey days. Um, but no, that's about it. Like we have a traditional place, setting and time and the typical invite list, which is just getting smaller as people, yeah. well, some people still aren't comfortable with COVID and some people moved away. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's kind of small this year, bare bones, but it should be nice. Yeah.
0: And then uh, the one thing I do miss that we did one time, me and you, if you remember, we had Friends Giving at my house. I do remember that. And that was such a good day. It was a blast. We packed my house full of people. Because
1: I don't think I ate, or I don't think I'd make anything. I think I just ate my face off. Yeah.
0: I just do. We, it was the first year we hosted uh, Thanksgiving at our house, which is now our tradition. So we took Thanksgiving, the mantle over from my wife's parents and my mom, because my mom would always, we'd do two Thanksgivings. We would do one with her parents in the morning and then we go down to my mom's Mm -hmm. house. So now it's just, everyone comes to our house. We took it over and uh, I think everyone's happy. Cause I think like our parents are just getting to that age. where They just don't want to cook that big of a meal anymore. And I actually really enjoy cooking for Thanksgiving. It's easy. It's so easy. Everything's really big. You put it in the oven and you just walk away and drink. Nice. That's that's all I do.
1: Yeah. And then I think like, even with just the five of us, like usually through the week, I invite, any stray cats I know, you know, like yeah, yeah. single guys that don't have family in the area or, or ladies, uh, to come and join us. And Then we always invite her side, her parents, mm-hmm. um, as well. But they usually work on Thanksgiving, so yeah. they're both in the service industry and that's still a holiday. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll sometimes go to her parents for dessert if they're available. Or yeah, yeah. Or so
0: not. I have one standing invitation to my house, and he knows it. His name's Joseph Tokish. We lovingly called him Peter for all these years and he knows that we love him and he's always welcome at our house that's our one stray cat but also too like i've made this known on multiple occasions especially the job that i'm in we get a lot of transplants from other states i always say if you can't get home for the holidays there's always a place at my table and that goes to all my family and friends like if you're having a hard time and you need somewhere to go for the holidays i always have way too much food and you're always welcome in my house and that goes for anyone listening too if you're lonely on the holidays and you need someone to hang out with we are you know I'll, you can come on over and eat some of my turkey. I warn you, though.
1: There's hardly any. <laughs>
0: once you eat my turkey, there's no going back.
1: But there's uh, Yeah, I mean, it used to be more of a thing when I lived in D.C. It was more of a transient area and job than what I'm doing now. So I'd always offer... I think Raphael almost came with me one time, so yeah. just to my family. That would have been a blast. But he he found somewhere to go. So.
0: <laughs> As he would. Like, he, I feel like he's like a suave, like... He's like a 007 yeah. kind of guy. He's like, oh no, I go here for.
1: <laughs> well, our our one coworker, like her whole family was like in the in the vicinity of that area, and she would have all the like solo dudes over to her house because like family yeah. all yeah. coming. So that's always. I good. I think he ended up going there.
0: Good for him, man. But that's yeah. that's got to be a blast. Like if you if you were alone and all of a sudden you have like thirty people around you and everyone's really loving yeah. and having a good time. It's, cool it's got to be a great time. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I think we can confidently say this too, though, Adam. I think. uh christmas may have officially killed thanksgiving this year
1: not for me i don't
0: even know what yeah. christmas is dude i there's something like i'm
1: not buying anything anybody
0: anything i'm buying you something i can't buy you shit <laughs> you would say that every year then every year you and Lori get me something incredible. i'll get you
1: a handwritten gift certificate to have me on the podcast for one more year <laughs> oh
0: god is there what's the return policy on that <laughs> no returns no returns all sales we, final we have your money no, nah, Christmas killed Thanksgiving. So, like even um, I watch the Holiday Baking Championship with my wife all the time, and they, they made one Thanksgiving day. They're like, oh, it's fall. And then everything that since then has been
1: Christmas, Christmas, Christmas.
0: It's like, damn you, Duff. Can you just make one fucking orange and yellow <laughs> cake? I
1: might not even get into Christmas at all this year. I, usually, like, two weeks before I'll mm-hmm. start, like, getting into the spirit. It's I don't know. My spirit's pretty dead this year. Well,
0: it's hard because I think we've been – getting our heads kicked in for two years. Yeah. With COVID, it's kinda hard to get into a festive mood. But I promise you, I'm gonna get you I got a a real gift for you. And then I have a like a what do they call it? A white elephant. Is that what it's yeah. called?
1: Well no white elephant's like secret Santa.
0: Yeah, but it's like yeah, but it's like, like a funny gift though. Oh
1: uh, yeah, it's just a gag gift. Yeah. That's what I would call it.
0: I got something for you. And I can't wait. I didn't get you shit yet. <laughs> That's you don't honestly I tell you, you don't have to. I'm just letting you know I'm getting you something. You're really going to like it. And then I'm going to get you a white. I'll get elephant. you a really sweet iPod. <laughs> yeah, I need Reloaded that. Loaded with all your favorite songs. U2's greatest hits. Like I'll I'm... get
1: you the emo version of an iPod. It dies after 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> Does it self destruct? Yeah. <laughs> While playing Fallout Boy, <laughs>
1: it's going down, down.
0: In an earlier round? <laughs> so, uh,. We are in Pittsburgh, and the cool thing about what we're doing here in the Great city of Pittsburgh, and I'm sitting across from one of the great brewers of Pittsburgh. Uh, we actually got ranked according to what the hell's the name of this place Move.org for people who are looking for places to, you know, uproot and go to. We've been uh, ranked as a number ten beer city. According to move.org, I think I saw that list. Yeah, we have 26 I saw a list breweries. where we were around
1: 10 and it was beer related. So, I might yeah,
0: be on this one. so we actually have 26 active breweries at the time of this article, and that averages out to 8.69 nice breweries uh, per 100,000 residents.
1: I think that number's even low.
0: I mean, that's
1: maybe they're going in the city limits, too. that's possible. Yeah,
0: because once you start getting to the suburbs, like, I would say
1: in Allegheny County, there's probably more than 26
0: now oh easy man yeah. like i was out doing my job today i think i passed four and i was like on my way to butler
1: i of mean, if you out in the outskirts
0: no, like i was an export yesterday there's three there yeah so, right so. in a row yeah. dude nothing beats that little run now where you got you have old thunder and you're like heading up that way and you can hit like four great breweries yeah. started old thunder and work your way up well, you get
1: old thunder is a great starting point because you can go north and yeah. hit everything north or you can go like Dip through into Verona and hit a bunch of gun outlets. Nice. Like, yeah. cross the bridge. Verona's
0: sick now. That one, like, main drag in Verona, like Oakmont, kind of. Yeah. Great little spot, dude. Uh, great restaurants down there, too. So, but there are other, um, some want walls uh, in comparison to Las Vegas, who you think, uh, Las Vegas, Laredo, Texas, New uh, Newark, New Jersey, Halea, Florida, Arlington, Texas. Uh, they They have five or less identifiable breweries in their cities despite having a high population density. So, we got to move? Yeah, we got to take over one of these places. I think Las Vegas. Could you imagine having like a good brewery in would, Las Vegas? I
1: could do Vegas, or I don't know a lot about Laredo, Texas. I yeah. think either Texas location I could get down with.
0: I would like to do Arlington before Laredo, probably. Yeah,
1: I've, I've at least heard of Arlington, and I think drove through mm-hmm.
0: it. I think there's a lot before. of com, there's a lot of comedy clubs in Arlington now okay. too. Yeah, so I would like to go there. Um, so. You know, we're kind of steering people towards. So do you have a favorite? You know the
1: bad thing about probably both of those yeah. states. I know Texas. Yes. There's no basements.
0: Nope. And I like to hang in a basement. I do too. As we <laughs> record, <laughs> we record a basement. We have the speakeasy in the basement. Uh And then one of my favorite uh pubs we ever, remember, where was that down in Virginia? We went into a, like a hobbit hole place. Uh, Man, that was a 14 something. I think it was the Brick Skeller. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was a cool joint. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Speaking of hanging out in basements. Well, I digress. We're talking about some great breweries. Do you have a favorite brewery spot to go to during the holiday season?
1: No. No, yeah. I, I, I kind of drink around the house. There is a, I do
0: have a favorite beer
1: locally. Well, okay. kind of locally. It's kind of a haul from here. What's that? Uh, Butler Brew Works makes one called Poultry Geist
0: yeah! every year for Thanksgiving. Really good.
1: So I'm going Thanksgiving specific. Christmas, I'll have to think yeah. about it because I, I don't really like Christmas beers, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's somebody local that does. But for Thanksgiving poultry geist from butler brew works i know they did it last year it was the first year i had it it's amazing yeah it tastes like cranberry sauce and thanksgiving spices in a can so if i can track some down we might be able to do some. oh
0: i'd love to do that yeah yeah,
1: i don't have any for today but i'll try to track some down for next week
0: uh i think for me uh my my homie over at connie creek he puts on a really good brown ale uh, around this time of year. And it's it's just a it's a straightforward brown ale, no adjuncts, just amber, caramel, warm, five percent. It's all you need. And it's nice. Uh Lee does a good job with that one. And then Oh gosh, um,
1: that's I, kind of a good a brown ale is a good style for like your like yeah. just the seasoning and spices that are used in Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of sprinkle in there too. Yeah. too. And then brown brown Works really, does that too, really neutral.
0: Yeah, Sailor Works their stout game it like around the holiday season, amazing. I'm heading
1: up there in the next couple of
0: weeks. Yes. Cellarworks is the shit for styles. So if you if you like them thick and you like them roasty or even adjunct-y, that's the place to go. I,
1: I owe him some beers, so I'm definitely making mm-hmm. it up there in the next. He's week such or a two. nice
0: guy too. Such a nice guy. All right, so we're speaking of beers here, and Adam, we are in round one, and we've been talking for a long time, and I'm thirsty. So talk to me about the first beer we have here for round one.
1: How? Half of mine's gone already.
0: <laughs> Likewise.
1: So we have I'm not thirsty, I'm lying. <laughs> it's show business people. <laughs> we have uh we have one from Bashbury today. We're self promoting um because this is a beer we do with a for a local business. Um at least once a year. We'll try to get it out there more than once. Um but we do it in collaboration with the Dark Roots Barbershop up in Mount Oliver or Allentown, pro- I think he's technically in the Allentown, yeah. Um Our buddy Ricky. So I got this ready last week. Uh, Haven't gotten it to him yet. You should see it in his barber shop probably the first week of December. We're having some supply chain issues on getting labels. Um, So once the labels are in, he'll have a supply at his place. But it is just a straight-up oatmeal stout. Mm -hmm. Coming in at 6% this year. Um, Turned down the roast a little bit from last year because it was a little bit too uh, powerful punch in the tongue there. So I laid it back a little bit kind of into like – kind of into a nice dry – territory but it's still an oatmeal stout there's yeah. still a little bit of sweetness um i'm really happy
0: with it though yeah i can say just uh you know this and i told you just before this is one of my favorite stouts to get because it's always been very even even when you said the roast was too much last year i actually really enjoyed that because you know i love roast and i love coffee so like when i get those those notes to come through this one's really nice because it gets a little chocolatey now yeah. so the roast has kind of faded back it's still present but not overpowering, and it lets the chocolate notes kind of shine through a little better. And the nose on it's really good. I think, once again, Adam, and you cranked the ABV on it, which also makes me happy. Not
1: on purpose. We just did a really good brew day.
0: Really so, good yeah. efficiency. And that's because Adam is a skilled brewer. So, if you want this beer, and maybe we have some here, make sure you're following Adam on all social yeah. media, at bash underscore brew. And don't forget to follow our friend uh, Ricky Dennis, that's right. Yeah, I'm saying mm-hmm. Ricky Dennis. I always can I say Dennis, and I think of first at Brewbox,
1: especially since they're on Mount Oliver and like, he's in yeah. Allentown. They're real close like to each other. Friends now. Yeah.
0: We brought them together. Yeah, we are bridging totally, totally. businesses. Yeah,
1: we, we'll have a little bit on um, down here, and we'll go over it again at the end. Yeah, but yeah, it's been. Uh, I've been giving a lot of it away just for people for Thanksgiving uh, this week, and I've been and seeing a lot of people
0: loved it.
1: I've been seeing a lot of people this week before I pretty much lock myself down next week when everybody's traveling around.
0: Yes, and then that's when we really get into stout season. Yes, you got a full rate. But before we start talking more about that, we have a gigantic AEW card to break down. Adam, Full Gear was incredible. A lot of great matches here, except and I wrote a little note for myself. Action packed from beginning to end, kinda I fell asleep once. Oh. But I'm also an old man. I have old man jeans and I fall asleep in them sometimes. So um, but I digress. There's a big card, lots of great spots here, lots of great feuds. Some came to an end, some uh, kind of got stoked up in the flames. So let's start off with the buy-in, because an AEW does a great job with their buy-ins. So we had Hikaru with Thunder Rosa taking on Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Of course, Nyla Rose is always with Vicky Guerrero because you can hear her a day before the match starts screaming. Uh, this, ma- this is a tag team match. Uh, this is more for Thunder Rosa in-, in this whole thing, but it was a tag team match and it went over 12 minutes, which is a great amount of time for a tag team match of this ilk and a good buy-in. Um, I think... In this right here, there were two storylines that made a lot of sense. It's Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose kind of button heads because that's going to be a huge showdown for them in the TBS title scene. But also, on the side, Hikaru kept having to lock eyes with Serena Deeb because she was on the sidelines there. And mm. Serena Deeb has gone heel. Right. She's dressing like heel. a heel. She's looking like a heel. You know, um... Man, I I forgot that. You remember, she was in that uh, the stable in WWE with Punk. With Punk, yeah, she yeah. shaved her head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, looks way better with hair, man. Yeah. That shaved. I, I didn't realize it was her. Because,
1: yeah, it was her yeah. Gallows and um, oh darn it, the guy that was teamed with Johnny Nitro at the time was his
0: name. Oh god, it, forgettable. Yeah, the guy, the other guy in Eminem. Yeah, yeah, forgettable. But uh, long story short, on this one, Shida and Thunder Rosa defeated Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose uh by i think it was pinfall yeah it's pinfall I believe so, yeah. um the standout star in this one for me is thunderosa her offense is fantastic um i really feel that her signing to AEW was a smart choice because it's a real injection into not only their title scene but it's a huge injection to their mid-card scene too because she can wrestle down and she can wrestle up
1: Plus, they're still allowing her to do some indie dates. So she's not completely exclusive to AEW, but True. she's definitely getting pushed there now. And I think it was just a really good um, feature. with All of these women at the time were still in the TBS title picture uh, for their bracket, for their tournament going on now. Since uh, Sheeta has been eliminated, but the other three women are still yeah. in it until you're listening to this Friday night, I know there's a. Ma- I think Thunder Rose is going against Hater for the yeah. a spot hey. in the.
0: Undoubtedly, to Thunder Rosa is going to go over in that. I would think so. You would yeah. think, yeah. Um, not to say Jamie Hader can't be built off of, but Thunder Rosa has the heat. You need to really build off of her. I uh, think the cool thing here, too, that I really enjoyed was how well Hayter played with Nyla Rose in this match. They seem to gel pretty well. Um, Jamie Hayter is a good heel, and Thunder uh, – not Thunder Rosa, I'm sorry. Nyla Rose uh, does play the heel card pretty well herself. Yeah. So she's
1: not the best in ring, but she yeah. she plays a heel well.
0: When she does heel shit, that's her. Like when she's like choking someone in the corner, or like doing like side like eye rakes and stuff on the side. Like she really sells that really well, yeah. so that's good. So we move into the main card here, where they AEW has had this idea, and for me, I'm hooked on it. Just putting out an absolute banger of a match for the first match of the card. We saw MJF taking on Darby Allen in a singles match, and they gave him over 20 minutes yeah. for the first match. That doesn't really usually happen. Usually yeah. your first match is a heater. It's like 5 to 10 minutes.
1: Well, it's it's kind yeah. of the old WCW formula. Because yeah. WCW would throw the cruiserweights out there first. That's true. Just to get the crowd pumped and like mm-hmm. excited for the rest of the card. Yeah. And that's kind of what they... I mean, MJF's not your super high flyer, but he's quick. Like, yeah. He can be in a fast-paced match.
0: And that's what you had here, too. Uh, Darby Allen, of course... Uh, the whole idea was, Darby Allen can't really wrestle; he's just a spots kind of guy. What MJF was kind of going for, get trying to get in Darby Allen's head. And he said, uh, "I could defeat Darby Allen with a, he- a headlock takedown." Uh, and then you know they they had great back and forth here. There were some pinning combinations that I wasn't ready to see Darby Allen do it. I, I knew that he had the amateur wrestling acumen. But he really put on display here because MJF, despite the fact that he's like a prick of a heel, he's a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, so these two uh, click very well. I wish this wasn't the end of what they're doing, um, but because after seeing this match, I would love to see it happen again for higher stakes. If there was something like a like a title eliminator tournament, but I, we just had one. There's something like that, something at stake for these two. Maybe down the road.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think down the road you'll see yeah. them uh, together again. I, I do did agree with you until Wednesday night, Dynamite, where it looks like it's MJF and CM Punk now, which is what I have wanted awesome. since Punk came back. Yes. So I'm actually not that sad that that That's MJF's true. moving on. I don't know what Darby doesn't look like. He's going to be doing much. Yeah. They don't have him set for anything yet, but
0: but they'll th- get him into a good program. And I think so too, because uh, and also too they preserved darby allen because he lost because mjf did heel shit right you know hit him, him with the ring hit him with the ring knocked him out uh darby allen sails everything yeah. like i can't believe he's got crumble physics for days
1: oh,
0: yeah yeah does a great job here mjf of course defeats darby allen by pinfall in a singles match that really <laughs> vied for uh match of the night could have right been, off the could have
1: been up there i don't think it's going to be mine we'll have to see nope. um my only problem with it it yes. was a very good match i echo everything you said my only problem with it is it went a little long for the first match that's true like you had the crowd at that high level for so long and i think by the time they went to the finish it was just like if they just cut like 5 minutes off of it maybe it would yeah. have been i think the I think outside stuff
0: when they went to the outside for a while yeah you uh, could have probably just cut that got rid of that right? yeah That felt a little cheap.
1: Because we were going to get enough of that later on in the night.
0: Yes. So we move on to a a great tag team match here. The Lucha Brothers are taking on FTR. And, of course, Tully Blanchard is always on the side of FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. And, again, AEW gives their stars time to shine. This came in over 18 minutes. Um, Of course, we saw here that FTR, a few weeks prior to this, took the AAA titles away from the Lucha Brothers. Uh, basically saying, like, we're we're the best Lucha tag team on the planet. And they even mock them even further by having uh, the Mexican flag knee pad mm-hmm. on the left and the American flag on the right. Uh, FTR quietly are some of the best heels in AEW. Just the way they talk, act. They, they, they buy their own stuff. They I almost feel like they could go in the back and fart into glasses and smell their own farts like a sommelier. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which is why I like them teamed up in a stable with MJF, because he's very much the same oh, way. Oh, very much
0: so. Like That that was a great chance to put them all together. And, and of course, divert for a quick second. It's building up to Wardlow turning on MJF, which is going to be fun. That's going to be a showdown. That'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Uh, so, of course, when you have anything with the Lucha Brothers in it, you're going to have a lot of high flying in here. And Ray Phoenix delivered in spades. This guy does not stop touching clouds when he is running around the ring all the vintage ray phoenix stuff uh walking the ropes big kicks off the apron moonsault and then actually hurting one of the members of ftr yeah. with a stunt
1: yeah he hurt uh dax hardwood which is the one that looks like stone cold steve Busson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> buss it buss it yes uh he what was it a moonsault and hit him in the head yeah so And then that, that effectively took Dax out of the match, which is why this match only went 18 minutes because I think it was supposed to go even further. And they were supposed to have more of a back and forth about how the, the wrong guy got pinned right. at the end because they tried to put on the old well, – I don't know what they were calling it. The
1: their- mask. The uh, – the, uh, darn it.
0: Yeah. This green masks. Her green.
1: Corona doors or something. I don't know. It was something yeah, weird.
0: something dumb that they just the mock the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Uh, they try to put the masks on. And, of course, how can you miss Cash Wheeler's gigantic tattoo on right. his back? Right. Big compass. And his mullet sticking out. Yeah. I digress. <laughs> the wrong man got pinned, which then, of course, this is going to be not the last match you see between these two. I think it's going to escalate. There's going to be some I'm issues fine. here. But fine with that. Ray Phoenix has a lot of heat in the back. Because of this, because the
1: yeah, I guess he not only injured him, but then didn't like check on him. So Hartwood was in there with a concussion for quite a bit. Of time. Yes, um, I thought again this one went a little long. The spot right before they went to the mask thing is where I think it should have ended. Where uh, uh, Penta had one of FTR, I'm not sure who in the package pile driver. Yeah, Phoenix went to the top, sprung like Moria sprung off of the dude in the package and hit a crossbody on the other member of that FTR, was sick. and Penta hit the pile driver. And it was a near fall too. I think if they ended it there, I guess they tried yeah. to drag it into a make contract. it a little
0: sloppy. Yeah. Got to make it a little sloppy. Also, uh, Alex Aberhantes, thank you, buddy, for getting involved here. Don't take shit from Tully Blanchard. Yeah, you don't true. have to. <laughs> Penta says I'm a whoop your old ass. Uh, I can't wait to see what these two do next. But it's like I feel like every time the Lucha Brothers and FTR get together, someone gets hurt. So can we get through one match? With Usually guys? on the FTR side. Yeah. <laughs> Can you old shits just keep it together and not get injured? Cut open like a gutted fish. Uh, so we move on to a match that I just – I don't think I had a whole lot of like for. Um, it's Br- – uh, I almost did it. Brian Danielson uh, taking on Miro. Got it. I did. I wrote job. it down because I wrote it for myself. Since you're
1: rocking a similar hairstyle to
0: him. I am. Night. I am. And I'm also bordering up to being a vegetarian. Uh, it's sort of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. So the winner of this match gets a future AEW World Championship match against, you know, you know if you haven't seen it, we'll tell you who the winner is at the very end. But it's some cowboy shit. So this is quite a matchup because uh, Brian Danielson has the Matt technicality going against Miro who has sheer power and agility. Uh, it was quite a David and Goliath kind of situation here, but it was kind of cool because Danielson didn't appear to have any fear of Miro, which pissed Miro off throughout the match. And then you see Miro trying to like overpower the American Dragon, and it just didn't work as well as, he, like, he, he wouldn't tap out to the game over, he wouldn't succumb to, like, head kicks, and he actually started the yes chant at one point, which, you know, Vince McMahon's like, losing his mind about He's like, please don't do that to me, and then, Brian's like, huh. huh. <laughs> so it was it was incredible. Um the finish to me was a thing that made this match suck. Uh it looked like a DDT off the mid-term buckle and then rolled into some kind of a half-ass submission where Mira appeared to be quote unquote. It was like unquote, a, was like a half-ass guillotine. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. I think this is the best Mira's ever been in any company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the match again. Uh- broken record time it was a little long yeah um and the finish was sloppy
0: but other than that i thought yeah. it was great
1: yeah over 20 for that's tough a singles hard-hitting match like
0: yeah it should have been a 10-minute match yes st- stiff and then i like the ending how it should have been but i think miro sold the knockout so hard that it became it sloppy
1: hard. well i think even the landing of the DDT, i think it was just mistimed yeah like he kind of missed the ddt Right. And then it was sloppy getting him into the submission hold. Yeah, it was kind of a kind of a letdown, but it
0: happens. I really wanted to see Danielson put Miro in the cattle mutilation. I wanted to see it. I don't know
1: if he can. That dude's got some. That's why I want to see it. Thick back.
0: Like, oh, dude, he's like, – you look at him when he's coming down the ring, like, oh, he's kind of big. And then you see him stand next to Danielson, who's not, like, a super small guy. He just, like, eclipses him. Yeah. Yeah, and then then Jim Ross is like, yeah, Miro is 230 pounds. I'm like, fuck, man, I'm 300 pounds, dude. (laughs) Thick as fuck. So uh, anyway, the American Dragon is going to get his world title shot at some time down the road here, which should be a fantastic match uh, because we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we move on to a Falls Count Anywhere match that I actually really enjoyed. I know that's to the chagrin of Adam, but... Mm -hmm. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus took on the super click as Adam Cole and the Young Bucks with Brandon Cutler and Michael Naka. Naka Nakazawa as side cards. This match went way too long. Yes, it did. Jesus. Twenty-two minutes.
1: Probably my least, uh, the least of my problems with it.
0: This is the least <laughs> of your
1: problem? That it
0: went long. I thought this match was Here's the first thing. First things first. You got a lot of big personalities in this match. And it's hard to wrangle right. them all together. Right. I thought that they did a good job at one my point. my point for me. I know. At one point in the match, I thought they did a really good job of like separating out some of the storylines. Where Christian Cage was engaging with, you know, the, the Young Bucks. And I really want to see more of Jungle Boy and Adam Cole. I want to see more of them in singles matches. Uh, I think they click very well together. But if I can, the whole match at times could feel disjointed, and it was long. And there's some spots were unnecessary. You think
1: needed more elevator spots because that was necessary. just a couple,
0: Jeez, just wish. two more, just two more. Got okay. two more? No, one more, one
1: more. Because they went up, they could go down. They and go back, there, that's
0: yeah. it. Hey, up and they down. I'd rather not have one at all. I think the spot with well, Christian
1: Lu- had to jump off high things. Yeah, so. of course he
0: did. Jesus. I think the spot with Luchasaurus doing the shooting star press off of the ramp. Or the stage was one of the cool spots of the match, and I know you don't like him, and it's okay. I don't really like him that much either.
1: I was chanting from the seat you're sitting in right now, neck yourself, neck yourself. <laughs> oh
0: my god!
1: You—he's <laughs> a human
0: being, don't, man.
1: Okay. No, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Jim Cornette. But anyway, he had a—I thought that was a cool spot. I think that they—I think that it finally clicked for Jurassic Express that Jungle Boy is the star. You don't need to try to do this whole, like, he's a part of a team thing. He should be elevated by his teammates. And I think Luchasaurus has finally clicked into the idea of, like, I'm supposed to be a big, strong dude. And that's why I'm going to do big, strong dude stuff. So I'm
1: going to do a shooting star press. Off but you're the
0: supposed brand. to do a couple things. Jeez, please, please. Just And that shooting star press was good. You can't deny that was a good <sighs> shooting star press.
1: So I think this match was unneeded. Uh, you didn't need Lucha Boris on the pay-per-view at all. Um I think you could add Christian Cage or Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole in a match and put the Young Bucks somewhere else uh, in a match with a tag team that's being misused in a later match that we'll talk about. Okay. Um, I just th- – I think it was a stupid match. There was no heat for me for this match. I didn't want to see it other than seeing some participants. But I think it was just sloppy and I don't know.
0: I agree with the sloppy. It was definitely sloppy. And I also – The hard part for me is when the heels constantly have so much help, it gets annoying every time. Brandon Cutler is actually a decent wrestler. Put him back on dark. Why is he like doing this NBA mask garbage? Michael Nakazawa is actually not a bad comedic relief wrestler. Why is he not on elevation or dark with some of the younger talent?
1: Or on the buy-in or whatever they call it. Something
0: like that. I mean, Nakazawa is actually a very good technical wrestler. I know he does the whole Turkish oil thing, but like it's but and it's like comedic it. relief. I do like it. I want to see those guys kind of separate out and maybe that's coming down the road because there is some tension now.
1: And then the one thing that looked like it could have saved this match, speaking of tension, was yeah. at the end where Jungle Boy Concerto's, I forget which Jackson, one of the or was it Adam? No, it was one of the
0: Jacksons. I think it was Nick.
1: Nick. Um, instead of doing that, I wanted him to turn on Christian and hit him with the chair. That would
0: have been cool. And that would have saved
1: the whole freaking match for me. But nope. The faces brutally injure the heels to get yeah. the win. And it's just like, I know it's false count anywhere, but it just... Stunk.
0: Now that would be, not you say it, dude, it would have be been really cool if he would have just turned and blasted Christian Cage in the face, and then you yeah. could have set up Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. And then
1: Lucha Boris comes up, what are you doing? And you throw him off the stage, and he lands on his fucking head like he Lance Ochoa. <laughs> <Yeah. you. laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Moving on to the next match. Extinction. <laughs> Extinction. We call this one the meteor strike. So we're moving on to a tag team match that this is the match that I felt didn't need to happen.
1: This one also didn't need to happen. I agree.
0: Cody Rhodes and Pack with Arn Anderson taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El uh, with Jose the Assistant. A tag team match that I read somewhere that it was supposed to be a Fatal Four Way.
1: Like that idea better,
0: which would have been way like better. That idea better. yeah. Um, I never, I never want to see Cody Rhodes and Pack ever be in a team together ever again.
1: Nope, I don't want to see either of them in a tag team ever
0: again. Yeah, they are not a tag team. They're not tag. None team of wrestlers. these four men are. None yeah, of them. None of them are. None of them. And I don't like that Rhodes and Pac went over on Black and Low. I don't like it. I feel that – we can we finally stop this whole Cody Rhodes is never going to go heel shit?
1: I mean, I'm even fine with that. But, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a, as big a Cody hater as a lot of people are. But this isn't doing him any favors. This match was li- literally feels like it was put in there so he had a match on the show. Yeah. And it's really freaking annoying, especially when two of my favorite wrestlers were squeezed in it with him. Yeah. And I thought they could be used better somewhere else, which is Pack and Malachi Black. I thought it was
0: Aaron Anderson and Jose the Assistant. D-
1: they could go one-on-one. I want to see that on Elevation. I'd be
0: fu- – yeah. <laughs> be better than what the hell the big slow's doing on there. <laughs> but Jose the Assistant distracts him with a Reuben sandwich. Ooh, you could distract <laughs> me with a Reuben sandwich all day. I think what it is – now, some, I, I was reading a Reddit – thread where this guy had a, a theory on cody Rhodes, like he's a heel that thinks he's a baby face but doesn't realize that he's actually a heel and that's why this had to feel like it was jam. i, jam-
1: I read that in an article somewhere too and i don't think i don't think he's that self-aware i think it's the fans building that to like yeah. make sense of it because he's wearing the homelander outfit which yeah. is Season one of the boys, he was a heel that was acting like a face the whole time, convinced himself he was a face in, in superhero war. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just the fans giving him an excuse. I think he's just a fucking obnoxious prick. I, I, think, he's, <laughs> I think he's that self-indulgent, that narcissistic. Really? That he thinks he's the face's face. And I'll go back to the freaking... And it all started... I don't think it all started, but the, the cherry on top was when he did that weird promo... With the L- burn barrel? No, no. Before that, when he was having his kid and he came oh, out like yeah. very civil rights-ish, it was when he was going against Agogo. Uh, it was right before that. Um, so, going into yeah. the Agogo match, I think people were starting to turn on him. Because he came in like, I'm here in Savannah, Georgia, and I'm, I'm not new, necessary. Cody. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. not new. It's a weird place to. And then have you that. went and
0: buried a, a mixed-race. Individual. Boxer, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's good point, Matt. So like, I'm having a mixed child, and I'm also gonna bury this person of color. <laughs> it's yeah, and I think there's he's taken so many missteps with this. He should do the thing that everyone just for once. It's okay, AEW, do the thing that everybody wants. Go heal,
1: just yeah. go heal, well, or you just flip it and reverse it. Like when he was doing those promos against Chris Jericho, going for that title, mm-hmm. he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. And then I think that's what he was trying to do against a go go, but there were two problems. Where one, it was weird. Two, yeah. nobody gave that much of a shit about a go go. To for you need to need to cut an impassioned promo, you just look like a narcissistic cornball. Like yeah,
0: yeah, he definitely yeah. met that standard. Yeah, for sure, man. I
1: don't know, man. That's all I have to say about that one. Yeah, like, I agree that heels should have won. I'm glad if the faces won, at least Pac got the pin. That's like, true. That's that's yeah. all I can really say. That
0: that black arrow he does, man, sick. I love it, man. He's so athletic. So moving on to the AEW Women's World Championship uh, that I had low expectations for, let me just say, and they were far exceeded. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Rebel and Jamie Hayter, who had a hell of a match on the buy-in, defeated uh, Ty Conte by pinfall in 15 minutes and 24 seconds. I have to say this before I go into anything else. Ty Conte needs more time on television she's good. She
1: she needs a bit more of a character.
0: Yes. You know, like yes.
1: um for the fans to really get behind her, she unbelievably exceeded my expectations in the ring on this match. Absolutely. She was great. She had a great look with the the little bit of the makeup on the face uh, with the Brazilian flag colors. It was cool looking. She looked like a warrior. Actually, um, I was
0: going to say she looks like Brazilian Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Well, no. <laughs>
1: she was like 250 pounds, maybe. Uh, he's a big man. He's a big man. He's busted, out, <laughs> he's busted out of this bulletproof vest he used to wear all the time. <laughs> and he's cousins with Joe Rogan. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, but she was great. Looked like a freaking Amazon. To me, she looked like an Amazonian warrior. She, Yeah. With her sure. hair braided back and the... the pain over the eyes um and britt baker was great as always and yeah. i think it was just a really good solid technical technical, a very technical women's
0: match. yeah it really was i was gonna say that too i felt like they didn't do a lot of like uh as ftl call it flippy shit yeah i felt like it was it was strike heavy and they did a lot of technical grappling
1: and what what i see in women's matches that i don't know why it's in women's matches so much because it is in some men's matches but they do like that half-second pause too long when they're setting up for the next spot. Yeah, There wasn't a lot of that in no. this match. And there wasn't a lot in the buy-in women's match either. Mm-hmm. They were both very good.
0: Yeah, he's a... Uh, that dude... He was a hell of a wrestler. Very underappreciated, but man, is he a coach. He
1: so underrated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Britt Baker defeats uh, Ty Conte by pinfall, and I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Ty Conte around the uh, the women's championship. No, it's going to be uh, Jade. Jade Cargo. Jade. Yeah, I think so too. I Because I think you can build... A stellar mid card women's on. And I forget Jade the Cardio. other
1: face that's still in that. I know Red Velvet is, but she's about to lose. But yeah, there's got to be another face in there.
0: Somewhere. Uh, it's hard for me to remember. But I can't remember. Yeah. we'll figure it out. Well, I think to going down. That was a huge blow to that too. But that's that's, that's they're they're finally starting to do storylines for the women's side. Like oh, yeah. like she doesn't need to win. She's going to go Serena Deep. Yeah, she's going go to go Serena
1: Deeb in an awesome program that's not for a belt. Yeah. Like oh, look at that, some story. You can actually not do this? for a belt no in the women's way. Division, which is something WWE never does. They just cut the AEW is pretty bad about it until recently the last two pay-per-views
0: well i think too like their women's division if we get on a little tangent here i think their women's division uh has only strengthened yeah in these past two pay-per-views if you really look at what everyone's doing ty conte is the uh the pinnacle of this because if you really see how she operated in this match compared to her last like high stakes match like leaps and bounds better in this match than she was in the last totally agree yeah So we move on to a match that was uh, CM Punk taking on Eddie Kingston uh, in a singles match that I felt was appropriate, 11 minutes long, um, because we knew it wasn't going to be a tech fest. It was going to be a strike fest. Um, The heat between these two was generated very quickly, and then everyone dug up the backstory about how CM Punk buried Eddie Kingston back in the indie scene, which there's always been all these rumors that CM Punk has done that to a lot of people. And Eddie Kingston actually carried some real heat and hate Uh, for CM Punk and brought that to this match you could tell these two were like they must have been in the back together saying like you can really hit me yeah
1: yeah. the promos leading up to this were phenomenal Um, and folks this is a fucking wrestling match this is what a wrestling match is supposed to be they used real life heat to get came in with like a blood feud coming and Eddie strikes him as soon as he can and they don't stop they didn't stop for a headlock they didn't you know right off the bat they didn't do some technical mat wrestling. They just fucking hit each other. They fucking fought.
0: It was This good. is a heel
1: and a face, which it, it, it was technically like two crowd favorites coming in. Yeah. But the crowd quickly picked up and CM Punk gave him a little push to make Kingston the babyface. Yes. Which, Not that Punk came out no. a heel now, but just in this match, he was the
0: heel. And because they can play in matches. Right. It, it doesn't have to be like how everyone leads up to it. Uh, Eddie Kingston gets the the favorite, the favorite, favorites. So he gets the cheers. CM Punk started getting some boos. And then when yeah. we go to the next town, CM Punk comes out and he's going to start wrestling MJF. He got cheers right. for refusing a handshake from MJF.
1: Right. And, you, and you take this with a grain of salt. For a Stone Cold Steve Austin-like push, mm-hmm. where he's the man's man. He's the everyman's man. He's going to not be speaking appropriately. He's, he's going to use foul language. But every dude in their late 20s, 30s, 40s is going to push for that
0: man. Oh, yeah. Because
1: he's saying what we all want to fucking say. Yeah. So it very very much echoes Stone Cold Steve Austin in the late 90s. Very much so. And it's killer. And again, too much flippy shit, too much boring shit. (laughs) Fuck you, Luchasaurus. (laughs) That match sucked ass. This is how a match is supposed to go.
0: But let's be honest here. When we look at CM Punk and Eddie Kingston, you're looking at two seasoned professionals that really know how to build that.
1: Yeah, you could have did the same thing. You you do, don't give a fuck about every aspect of that previous six-man match. You put Adam Cole in there with Christian Cage. Yeah, you could have had two that been pretty seasoned professionals that could have had the same match. You're and him. if you want to dra- have Cole, I mean, I guess we saw it on free TV already, but him and Jungle Boy would have worked too.
0: I think. Yeah, it would have. But for higher stakes, I'd love to see what Eddie Kingston does next. I'm not quite sure where he's going to go. I'm not sure where
1: he's going to fall either. Looks like he's taking on – oh, there's three guys that got released from NXT. I don't even know if they have a name. The Hit Row? No. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Rounds ago. Oh, sorry. That tag team that was (laughs) in NXT. for Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2.0, yeah. Them
0: and uh, – Daniel. Daniel Garcia. It looks
1: like he's going against Garcia, I think.
0: Uh, on rampage this week. So. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could, I could get down with that. Kingston just like,
1: but yeah, he'll he'll yeah. have to go. He'll get into it. I mean, he got put in the feud with Punk a week before the pay per view,
0: and it was hot. Yeah,
1: they had three chose to build it yeah
0: and they did and it was it. Hot.
1: it was electric yeah it's the thing i wanted to see the most on this card but, and it didn't disappoint
0: i agree it was this match the <laughs> minneapolis street fight that
1: and another person i want to vent
0: on here's the thing with this minneapolis street fight inner circle and then american top team with um men of the year do not do not get people who are not professional wrestlers to come in and sell strikes
1: and be ninth on the card of 10 matches. I mean, technically, it is the piss break spot. But
0: yep. they also went
1: 20 fucking minutes.
0: You need I, this match to be... I had
1: to be twice during this
0: match. I, fell <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. And it's a shame, too, because... But I
1: agree. You don't bring in amateurs at this high level no. to sell strikes or get... I mean, in the build for this, they had uh, Van Zant's boyfriend or husband or whatever yeah. elbow striking Jericho, I think, on the ramp. And was like... Literally two feet away from his head.
0: It's like drafting him. Yeah. Like, like fanning him off. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't even close.
1: And he was yeah. right on, the, like right in the camera. Mm-hmm. Like it was awful.
0: i tell you he did a good job though. Junior Dos Santos. I mean, cause he has history. He's been training. Yeah. I think he looked good. He didn't um, look terrible. Um, no. Nah. Except I li- he was real late on that line. Saw that yep, fans. Super late. And Andre Arlovsky. I just like him. I like him. As I like man. him too. Yeah. I liked him as an MMA yeah. player.
1: Dan Lambert had no business. Getting into that Mega Man <laughs> blue jumpsuit and being out there at all. It, he sucked out loud. Yeah, he did.
0: Ethan Page looked great. Yeah. Uh, Scorpius yeah, guy. I mean, Him and
1: Scorpius Guy, I think, both did well.
0: I, I have some qualms with Scorpius Guy. But it's
1: funny, Matt. All the people you mentioned on that team isn't the guy I have a problem with.
0: Who do you have a problem with?
1: I have a problem with Chris Jericho. Because if he Tell wasn't, me about it. Because if he would have retired when we all thought he was going to retire before his guitar player came out and did the squibbly-bibbly version uh, of his entrance music, this match wouldn't have had to happen. That's true. You would have had uh, Santana and Ortiz going against the Young Bucks, which would have been a better match for them to be yeah. in. And Sammy Guevara against a different challenger. You know, like yeah. those guys all got sucked into this shitty, shitty match because Jericho wanted to do something with Dan Lambert, I imagine. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: this reeks, it doesn't make sense. You know what it is to me? It reeks of early. To mid-2000s WWE booking like oh shit our ticket sales suck or the pay-per-view buys suck let's inject some star power some celebrity power nobody, you didn't need it
1: nobody need nobody this. that watches AEW is into those MMA fighters not at all one they're done like yeah. they're, they're not active anymore no which is why they could do this I mean, it just makes no no sense. And it didn't help anybody. It hurt everybody involved. Mm -hmm. It didn't help Ethan Page and Scorpio's guy, who should be getting shot up the card. Didn't help Santana and Ortiz. Didn't help Guevara. And I don't care about Jericho or Heger. I don't. They they both. Mm -hmm. Jericho was one of the best wrestlers ever. He's no longer got it. And Heger never was.
0: Yeah. Uh, He went over a little bit prior to AEW, but like like the way they're using him i think you're seeing the limitation of his character
1: yeah that was a vince mcmahon pushes why yeah. why he was so over in WWE. big guy yeah, big blonde
0: guy. hair yeah but like yeah big his, list yeah you're seeing the limitations of his character <laughs> especially with the speech impediment but at this point this this feud what? needs to be done his,
1: his the uh, in that same promo where the phantom elbows came in he caught a promo and he said a line to Dos Santos was like on the same level as sticks and stones can break my bones, but you'll never hurt me, man.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's your lie. You had all week to think of this? And yeah, that's the this line? That's what you come up with. And that's why Tony Khan's like, hey, man, I'm bringing like reeling in the reins back in a little bit. Well, on give me TV. a
1: toaster stoodle. It was like.
0: I, I like it with even... the floth thing. This is done. And the only thing that happened after this to save one of them is when Sammy Guevara came out because a guy I predicted so long ago to come to AEW. If you remember quite a few episodes ago of our podcast, whenever we were looking for all of the uh, free agents who they were like, oh, who's AEW going to sign for was Christian Cage. I said, Jay Lethal's contract ran out. I was like, that'd be awesome to see Jay Lethal in AEW. I think he's a great talent comes out debuts a 20 year talent coming out saying like i'm i'm all elite now and Samuel guevara comes out and cuts a quick promo accepting the tnt title championship match against oh, jay lethal which ended up being a for banger days, a or match. four days later and yeah it was a great match banger of a fucking match and
1: guevara went from this hardcore match to that yep and, and i think that match went almost a half
0: an hour yeah and he to. delivered and so jay lethal jay yeah. lethal Jay Lethal was skilled and I, I know there's heat on Jay still from some stuff that happened on the Speak mm-hmm. Out mm-hmm. Um, so of course take what I say with a grain of salt but I love Jay Lethal I loved him in Impact I really love or it was TNA uh, and right. a, a Ring of Honor it's he definitely. was fantastic yep. so it's good to see him Still get chances here. Were, ha- but
1: whatever. But there were rumors this week, Matt. And I know we're getting to our main event here. Yeah. But there were rumors this week for Dynamite and it didn't come true. I know. That
0: the Briskets were in town and I they didn't show up. They were behind they were back there watching. Yeah, so they were watching. Hopefully they were
1: having a little bit of a meeting.
0: I think they are. Because I
1: would love to see them versus like Santana and Ortiz or that the would box. Be sick. Oh man, them in the box would be sick too. Yes. But
0: so we, we move on to the I match that made Adam hard for weeks on end. Hangman Adam Page taking on Kenny the Cleaner Omega with Don Callis for the AEW World Championship. See that
1: entrance? That Hangman entrance? So good. Woo! Gave me the so chills good. right off the bat. It
0: was sick, man. I tell you what. It, it's all about showmanship. And whenever you look at this thing and you see the character build, the long storytelling, the 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 stress and the the prestige and the anticipation – AW killed this. Leading up to this match, I have never been so hungry for a championship match right. since I was a kid. Right, and they they so
1: good. And this is what can happen when the wrestling company gives the audience what they want. WWE. Also, when you don't swerve your audience yes. every pay per view, you can. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, I got to watch this with a. Not he was a Kenny Omega fan, but he was more of a not Adam Page fan down here. So it was really fun for me to watch (laughs) this. Like I was really into it, Um, so much so that I got so busy talking shit, I had to go back and watch this match because I missed parts of it.
0: Yes, this match had everything you wanted in it, and I was afraid. I was afraid there'd be a lot of outside interference, especially from Don Callis, because you know he when he interferes, I actually get mad. Because he does it in very smarmy ways. And he was wearing those shitty shoes, man. I was hoping he would get jacked up.
1: Purple. Mm. What is that called when you jewel something? Oh, Oh, bedazzle. bedazzle. Bedazzled.
0: (laughs) He sat back there with that hot glue gun for hours. (laughs) This match was great. Uh, Kenny Omega is, he can tech wrestle. He can strike. He can do whatever you need him to do. And, And, of course, Adam Page can counter. He does a great job of, allowing Kenny Omega to get over. Kenny Omega was hitting offense like crazy, and they did a really cool thing that I really, really enjoyed. Adam Page hits the one-winged angel Mm -hmm. on Kenny Omega, and Omega kicks out. And then JR, of course, is like, and that's because, you know, Kenny Omega is the only one that can hit it the right way. No one kicks out of the one-winged angel except for Kenny Omega. So you still protect the one-winged angel because my idea was, Adam Page is going to be the it's first one to kick, out, kick of, out. A lot of, of it. people thought that was going to yeah. happen. Oh, and
2: they I didn't. They didn't even need to go to that yet.
0: But it was great. The part, and I remember my i my whole body tensed up when the young bucks started coming down the ramp.
1: I had my biggest laugh of the night at that point because Tony yeah. Schiavone goes, and here comes the dipshits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and,
0: and he was right because they're coming down the the ramp, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh my god, man, if if they swerve me and page loses because of some like interference i might not be able to watch this for a while and then to see that that really i was good. waiting
1: for the dark order to come
0: out i was yeah, too yeah but man that moment when hangman locked out of the Bucks and they both just nod to him like mm, this is it. it go do it man front flip boom
1: teasing dissension, and Kenny Omega on Wednesday said he didn't watch back the match yet, uh-huh. so he doesn't even know that happened. Yeah. And he uh, effectively, after losing this match, and in real life he has a shit ton of injuries. On Wednesday he wrote himself off TV just saying he has to go find himself. And yeah.
0: He, I gotta take some time. Go yeah. find myself. You guys hold it down over here, and Adam Cole's like, I, I got, got you, it. cleaner. He's, He's like, like, not you. you. <laughs> <laughs> not you, dumb-dumb. <laughs> the box. The box. Right, uh, so... It's going to be cool to see. When Kenny Omega reappears, it's going to be – I think he's going to go a little crazy. He's going to start taking out some of the elite. I think it's going to be Yeah, Kenny I think,
1: I think we're going to see uh, Face Omega when he comes back eventually. I think so, too. I think uh, Bobby Fish is getting plugged in as the fourth member of that team for now. Which is smart. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's
0: very smart. It's very smart. So, Adam, we had a jam-packed card here. Do you have a match of the night? Yes,
1: I absolutely do. Okay. And going into it, I thought nothing would be better than – Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega, but I actually had, uh, aside from the entrances and the end, I really loved everything about that match, too, but, I mean, probably Hangman winning was the best part yeah. of the night, but the best match of the night was CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... I could not turn away from watching that No. From,
1: from the opening spinning back fist.
0: That match was incredible, and, and, that's, and that was on my list, too, but... For me, my match of the night has to go to uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Ty Conte.
1: If you said Jurassic Express, I was going to come over this. No,
0: no, no, no. That match was more serviceable (laughs) to me than it was to you. But I I think that the showing by Ty Conte and the ability for um, Dr. Britt Baker to do what she did in terms of like selling all the offense and, you know, not allowing her side carts to really interfere too much, but just enough to make it um, a dirty win. I really enjoyed that. So uh, do you have a wrestler of the night?
1: Oh, yeah. Far and away Cody Rhodes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Got to give it up to the champion. I'll say Hangman Adam Page is my wrestler
0: of the night. I I could go with that, too. Right
1: behind him is
0: MJF. And that's my wrestler of the night. I'm going MJF. Just the way that he handled –
1: also, that match is right behind
0: best match of the night too.
1: That that opening Darby MJF match was incredible.
0: fantastic. I only gave it to the women because I believe that 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 match required a couple more moving parts.
1: Yes, and it exceeded. Like I had high expectations for MJF
0: yeah. Darby. Yeah, the women's match, I had decently yeah. high expectations, it but it blew them out of the water. Excelled, yeah. yeah. So, do you have a uh, piss break match of the night?
1: Oh, it's hard to pick. Um, but I'd say the inner circle versus, uh, what is it? Top team. MMA.
0: Yeah, I can't. Hey, Here is the thing. I know versus pick different from each other, but I can't. Yeah, because that ma- I fell. Asleep. I mean, the
1: the Cody match was close, as well. The only reason why the Cody even though match I hate is Lucha good, good Source, that one is not even in the running.
0: It was well because the action big. in the the Jurassic yeah. Express match was better, and I think too when you look at
1: the action in the Cody match. Was the was Cody match was decent.
0: good because yeah. also Pack is. I stood
1: drank my face off during that match, though, I'm yeah, so not into it
0: <laughs> well, speaking of beer, then, do you have a beer getter wrestler of the night now, <laughs> this is not least valuable because wrestling's really hard, but is there one person you felt that could have put in like a better effort in their match?
1: Oh, well, I was gonna say Lucha Boris, but no he he can't
0: get any better. he just sucks
1: um somebody that uh, like underwhelmed me,
0: yeah, maybe Andrea Io. Yeah, he didn't do much. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I'm going with uh, Nyla Rose. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I just think that she had an opportunity here to really... Um, she wasn't
1: bad on Dynamite this week,
0: though. No, she was good yeah. on Dynamite. But like I felt like in this thing, she could have sold more offense against Thunder Rosa to really like get more anticipation for that match. And I feel like it could have been a good sta- like, send-off point for her. And She was doing some cool stuff on the outside of the ring, but I wanted to see her do more stuff. In the ring, Jose the
1: assistant, also kind of lackluster. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> he has Rubens. <laughs> so, we went over a hell of a card before we go and break for our single ad because we fired somebody. But before we go to our ad for the people who actually still support Johnny Drip Drip, uh, well, he got fired, and that's what I was going to say. Uh, WWE released a whole bunch of other wrestlers, and uh, John Morrison is one of them. Um, this is, uh, I
1: Brink think probably the big, that he was the biggest
0: name, right? Oh, Isaiah Scott too. Right. Yeah, I mean, not.
1: not as popular cause he just hadn't been there. Right. as long. But yeah.
0: But man, like talk about like, if you look at Scott, it was, uh, like a call up in mid October after you win the NA championship, you do all these things, you get your call up. 19th
1: put together uh, a cool stable of people yes that could actually cut really decent promos. yeah and, and even that's not
0: good enough. and firing shots at aw incredibly mm-hmm. too they were taking shots at the young bucks and getting heat for it it was fantastic hey wwe you don't care about your wrestlers and guess what after we review our thing next week we don't care about you either so <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> we fired smooth my balls we're firing you too <laughs> So we are going to go in and break for our one ad. If you want, if you like us and you want to sponsor us, we're just one click away. But if you support our uh, one sponsor, you support us, and when you support us, we're bringing some pretty cool stuff. So we're going to see you on the other side. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed our one ad because fuck you, smooth my balls. <laughs> because again, when you support our ad. You support us. I mean, you support us for bringing you some pretty cool stuff. And when we
1: have to fire you, we're going to turn on you like yeah, Cody Rhodes should. We're
0: going straight heel on you. That, right to the jugular with that. Dissension. There is dissension between me and that company. Oh, I don't know the story Company, yet,
1: I'm gonna, uh, I'll have to hear it after the podcast. Today. Little shady. But let's get from that to uh,
0: yeah. what's next. To a social media smackdown that Adam is not happy about because I put it out to all of our listeners on social media. And thank you for all the people who uh, followed us and are participating in our social media smackdowns. We asked you guys who has a better chicken sandwich because Adam and I went at it last episode about who had the better one and uh, I was between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. And I just want to say the power of Christ compels our fans because uh, Chick-fil-A sandwich came in at 95%. Absolutely molly that Popeyes sandwich five percent can i ask a serious question you could try did anybody
1: vote for popeyes except for me because i voted on it from two mm. separate
0: platforms we had we had a couple people okay, okay. but there's overwhelming Jeez amount is of that people overwhelming. but we had two suggestions and two I, I wasn't asking for suggestions but we had some dirty players one person mentioned the kfc sandwich which go fuck yourself that's a terrible sandwich and then bojangles which I, i'm not going on a road trip to get us sandwich. Bojangles is
1: good though.
0: Yeah, but, I, but hey,
1: it's not worth a road trip. But if you're driving past one anyway, yeah, it's worth stopping.
0: That's why I yeah. stop at the Hardee's down south.
1: And I'm, I'll never, uh, you know, I'll never kick KFC out of bed for I will. eating crackers. I you will. don't like it. I, I like, like the it. chicken. Their sides are kind of
0: garbage. They are, dude. But like their chicken sandwich and their tendies, they're they're pretty. You thin- know what the difference is between their mashed potatoes and their potato wedge fries? Not well, <laughs> them. They're both mushy as shit. <laughs> One has more pepper in it than the other one does. Uh, and the gravy looks like what my grandma used to throw up before she went to hospice. So- <laughs> wow.
1: Your hate for KFC almost passes my hate, hate for
0: Chick-fil-A. KFC. I even hate their chicken. I really do. I don't like them I mean, and whatsoever.
1: I'm, you probably expect me to vent on the listeners, 95% of them, for yeah. taking Chick fil A over.
0: Because all Pop-a's. you've done the entire time since we had this debate was text me about how I'm an asshole for liking yeah. Chick fil A. Well,
1: yeah. But I mean, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's just. We you weren't even using it on the podcast. No, you kept
0: texting me. You're a fucking asshole for liking Chick fil A. It's
1: going. It's going. <laughs> It's, it's going back to high school. It's going back to the cliques. Okay. Everybody likes the quarterback. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chick-fil-A is the quarterback. Chick-fil-A, yeah. everybody likes it. Oh, we, look at how long our drive-thru lines three, are. Three 300 yards on yeah. the field. Yeah, what our drive through lines 300 li- yards long because the kiddies love our chicken nuggies. Yeah. Everybody loves the quarterback, especially when he's white and he's got blonde hair and he hates all the cornerbacks. That's <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the racist <laughs> high school quarterback that you guys all seem to love. But me and my Popeye's folks, we're cool with everybody.
0: Are you trying to tell me? Always
1: accepting over here equality. You know, like, that's play. why I won't even hate you Chick-fil-A people. I'll, I'll order you a nice Popeye's chicken sandwich. Now I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> I do eat Chick-fil-A from time to time. But I do, do not like their politics. <laughs> Are you called the Chick-fil-A sandwich? <laughs> Racist. A quarterback. A, a pure-blood German? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit. So... Chick Fil A. The bread's not quite artisanal, but it does start with an A. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, Uh, I heard Chick Fil A moved to Argentina in the seventies and
0: eighties and And nineties.
1: Just stayed there for a while.
0: It's a mission. It's a mission.
1: But congratulations, Chick Fil A, for winning our.
0: I don't even want to accept the victory media. anymore because I feel dirty.
1: <laughs> it is a good spicy chicken sandwich, though.
0: It is good. Just and
1: I, terrible behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, dude, and and, it's a, and like, we crack jokes all the time. But man, when you really look at Chick Fil A and how they disenfranchised you know, the LGBTQ plus community and also the people and, of color and just
1: women too. I mean, they <laughs> do. A, I mean. They hire women to work at the restaurants, but look at their corporate structure.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: It's uh, it's very um, 1940s and 50s. Of that. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of, uh, they're keeping that kind of household.
0: Well, is not it so odd then, not really that everyone has to say, my pleasure.
1: And I'm not a cancel <laughs> culture. Call- yeah, you know what? It's not that much of a stretch, I guess, right?
0: Go soak your feet in the kitchen <laughs> and make me a fucking sandwich. And I want to hear you say it. Say it!
1: Which I'm not. I'm not. Uh, my I'm, pleasure. I'm not on the cancel culture team of. Much, but yeah. when you're just when you're a corporation and you're that unequal about stuff, kind of weirds me out.
0: So when you're a dickhead, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I can agree with you on that one. It's a it's a sandwich that I grab when I'm in a pinch. I do love the Popeye sandwich. Uh, I love a good spice. Love a good spice. I it think does Popeyes, have that. It does. Um But I think you know if one company could solve racism. With a sandwich, it could be a good heel turn from uh, Chick-fil-A. If they finally decided to stop being bastards and start being more inclusive and mean it, ninety five percent of religions could be in a better place. That's
1: well, that's true. Yeah. But then they might not need three restaurants in Robinson.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can see them from each other. You can. It's like, oh, there's one. And then they're next to Starbucks, too, so you can get the shits. So you can get... You Talk can-
1: about Jesus winning, because the newest one took over the
0: uh, Tilted Kilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Jezebels. I forget what it was
1: before that, but now it's a t- it was a Tilted
0: Kilt. A uh, Tits McGee. Which
1: was
0: <laughs> awful. It was yeah, oh, awful dude. Tilted The Kilt. Tilted Kilt was a good idea. And then executed so terribly. Yeah, here now
1: I'm on your uh, a little bit on your side, Chick Fil A side. That yeah. place was the number one place to go for food poisoning. Like, oh yeah, it was
0: awful. So, can I get the can I get the pretzel sticks? You can, but just understand this real quick. You're gonna die. <laughs> How
1: did I get salmonella from pretzels,
0: dude? It's it. It's a real thing. And I, did. I and I did.
1: I can't believe that it was what Sean. I think Sean's bachelor party. Oh.
0: No, it was mine.
1: Oh, that's right. It was your Sean was there
0: because we were like, "Oh, where do we go next?" And it was like, "Oh, we don't want like I don't like strip clubs, so I don't want to go there." And someone was like, oh, "I want to see boobs." Yeah. So like we go to tilted kilt.
1: I think we went there for a beer and then for yeah, something went to a
0: thing. beer. My beer was flat and warm.
1: Oh yeah, and then we went to um, the other place that closed down,
0: Oh yeah, well uh, we started off at that rock, not rock bottom, but um.
1: No, that place is also closed. Yeah. That place
0: rock. That was really cool,
1: and I can't think of the name of yeah. that. We, uh, yeah, like the German
0: – yeah.
1: I mean, they had German food. And they had German food,
0: and they had tons of craft beer. Yeah, I can't yeah.
1: remember that place either.
0: Man, my, it's you Man, not,
1: you're, yeah, your bachelor party died in Robinson.
0: Like, everywhere we went to. You were like yeah. – I killed Robinson. You were the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> Robinson. Feels good. So we're in round two, and Adam, you're telling me that we have a theme here. So what round two beers, is us cook them up. We do. So it's a real
1: stretch for a theme, but it, our theme this week it is works. Roots. Because now we have a, we went from dark roots. Now we have a little something from strange roots, which is a local brewery here in Millville, and they have a location in Gibsonia, PA. Um, and this week we have the Mutant Temple, which is a five point three. Gotta get that can crack, uh, ABV, and uh, like I said, IPA with uh, it's dry hopped with citra. So I knew that was one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites, yeah. and. By the look of it, it's not listed anywhere, but it is in New England.
0: Uh, yeah. As soon as you pour it, you know it's in New England. Damn, dude. The smell is – it's in my eyeballs. This thing has a punch. Dear Lord, man. Yeah. yeah. It is good. It is super
1: citrusy. I got this super fresh. So
0: Yeah. All that, oh, that sings.
1: So I guess the brewery. I'm, – I'm looking at the can. I guess the brewery has now – I believe the Gibsonia location was their second location. And that's where it says this was brewed out of. So, I guess the brewery's all up there now.
0: That's pretty cool. The dude. original
1: location was Millville. And yeah. the mill. I, I can't speak much else for the Gibsonia location. I'm pretty sure they have food. But the Millville location has now paired with Pittsburgh Sandwich Society, the food truck. Oh, and they do, all, yeah. they do all the food for that location. So, you can't go wrong. They do a, a killer, um, it's not a double melt. It's almost like a loose meat sandwich, but with a ton of cheese. Oh, it's a chopped cheese. That's what it's called. Oh, it's a New York delicious. sandwich. It's, it
0: was killer yeah. good. Oh, t- t- <laughs> I, I got, I, someone tried to poison me over at uh, Condado the other day. Oh, no. Yeah. No, it was They were super cool about it. If I could plug Condado for a hot second. So I went over there for a quick lunch, two tacos, super quick, in and out. I'm usually a four taco kind of guy. So I jumped in. I was like, I just want to get this and this. And I, they have this Korean barbecue taco. And it has ground meat in it. And you know, Papa can't have red meat because it hurts. So the waitress comes over and I was like, ah, can I have the pulled jackfruit instead? Like just a little bit in there for a protein. like, yeah, sure. So I'm talking to my my friend I was eating condado with. And I'm eating, I and I was taking bites out of my second taco. I was like, I mm, taste like red meat. And I looked down and it's red meat. And I was like, okay, I ate half of it. This is going to hurt later or whatever. I put the taco down and the waitress sees me put it down. There were only two people in this in the top part of it. She comes over. She's like, is everything Okay. I was like, yeah, there's just ground meat in there. I just didn't order ground meat. I was like, it, it, but it's cool. She apologized profusely, which made me feel weird. And then she went in the back and scolded the guy who made well, the tacos. She <laughs> probably thought, like, I mean,
1: and granted, it's for like a dietary thing yeah. for you, but they, she might have thought like you were a vegetarian or something. She
0: must have because the yeah. cook. Came and then out that the would back. be like a
1: bigger deal. Yeah, he was, he was
0: like, sorry, man. Some of you got some of you vegetarians. Like, so, I'm like. And I was like, not to be weird about it, but it's not I'm a vegetarian. It's just, it hurts if I eat it. And he goes,
1: it fucking hurts if you
0: eat it. I was like, oh, shit, man. I mean, it's way weirder than that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just said you were a vegetarian. I should have. It would have been, like, way stressful. But shout out to Kendata. They just, like, they said, take, like, your tacos are on us. Sorry about that. If you want to come back later, and we'll make you your taco that we fucked up. And then I was. Oh, very cool. They were super chill about it. Um, you know, but. Yeah. I, I digress. And
1: just uh, another quick plug for Strange Roots. Um, their IPA, so they were originally dry log when they opened in Millville, which was all wild ales and sours. Phenomenal. And their wild ales and sours are still great. Yeah. They do some of them barrel aging, different barrels. Very cool. But they now do like IPAs, loggers, everything. And it's it's all really good. I mean, their IPAs are pretty killer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this right IPA off the exit too. So
1: it's really Dots. easy to pop in and out of there.
0: And the the setup looks really cool. Yeah. Like, all their artwork is really sick. Um, Still got to get up to the Gibsonia location. Though. Yeah, for sure. I have to sure. do that.
1: Maybe next summer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, be nice. Because I think they have a nice beer garden out there, too. I think they do, yeah. Nice outdoor seating, which I love. So, Adam, usually you and I go after each other in the second half of the podcast. We have a debate.
1: I think I already did enough of that with the Chick-fil-A reference. Yeah, again.
0: I think we could uh, strike that one off. But it is... Our Thanksgiving episode. And I wanted to say I give thanks to you for being my partner on this podcast. It's very nice to split this time with you uh, and go over some of the things that we love. And the one thing that I do love is talking beer and food with you, which we kind of did earlier. Uh, And the people who listen to us, and of course, when you're listening to us, you love those two things. You love food. You love beer. We are not thin men. So if you're listening to this and you think we're talking about keto diets, then you're in the wrong place. I do love meat, though. Um, So, Adam... I think it's only right, because people can hear this leading up to Turkey Day, that we can help them pair some things on their Thanksgiving Day dinner menu with some beers that we love, uh, maybe some styles that we love. So, uh, and and uh, here's the thing: you have a more refined palate than I do. So this was
1: a bunch of fun for
0: me. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited to hear your very eloquent. Uh, answers, and then I hope that you can endure my blue collar responses. Sure.
1: I mean, maybe you'll give me something to think about I wasn't thinking about.
0: Probably not. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be nice.
0: So, if we start with uh, any good dinner, you know, you're sitting down with your family, you want to wet the whistle a little bit, you're going to bring out some appetizers. And in my house, you, we just eat cheese and crackers, fruit tray, you know, veggie tray. Some people go charcuterie board. Yeah. You know, which that's, is, what pe- that's what Peggy does. Eh. Is, that's my
1: mom. Yeah.
0: And nothing wrong with a good love board. I love a charcuterie board. It is awesome, especially if you get some good like salami on that bad boy. That's some good shit. So, Adam, if you're looking at something like this, and, and let's – I have an idea for this. But what would you think would be a good beer that you know, people can grab locally or something that's not too hard to get your hands on to really pair with a uh, good appetizer? So,
1: right off the bat, I'm not going to tell you where to get it from. I'm just going to go with beer styles and, like, a little explanation on why I like them. Um, But this one's – if you search a little bit – and you can find this style in any giant eagle that has a big enough beer selection. Uh, A Kolsch goes really well with charcuterie. Um, It's it's light and crisp enough that it's not overpowering any of the – even like more delicate cheeses you're having. But there's enough acid – like enough – to get real technical, enough acid to it, enough flavor to it to kind of wipe away any – cut through any of the fats from the cheeses and those salamis you're talking about. So – Love a good light beer. Um, there's another light beer that could go here too, but I'm going to save that for my turkey suggestion. Yeah,
0: um, but I'll go with a Kolsch for this. Yeah, absolutely, I like to go towards uh, a pilsner, but of a specific style. I like an Italian pilsner. Yeah, because they're kind of they're kind of skunky a little bit, yeah. and they have that seltzer-y kind of flavor to them as well. And I'm not a big seltzer guy. Uh, I have them when I need to, but I think a good like. People think of Peroni if they want, like, a, like a pretty yeah. common one. You it's get like your... a
1: hop, hoppy. Uh... Yeah.
0: Something that's got a little skunk yes. to it, kind of goes along, like, it borders up to wine a little bit. I can tell you a good local place that has that. Yes.
1: Um, every once in a while, I don't know the last time they've done it, Cinderlands has had uh, uh, Italian pills yes. on. Yes. Um, but a really, really good one is at a Hop Farm. And I know it's not on y- right now, but it should be back for Christmas time, yeah. I think. So, yeah, an Italian pills is. Definitely worth checking out.
0: So I actually had a good choice. You did there. very good. Actually,
1: the second one, which spoiler alert, it's coming later. Pilsner is also yeah. very
0: good. <laughs> so yeah, so that's I think it's a good idea too. And I also I was going to say too, one beer that I really like to go along with cheese and crackers for a beer is if you have like a lighter dark beer that is aged in wine barrels. So Are if you getting fancy. I am getting. to love of it. So uh there was a beer that you can't get up here but it was a beer down in um uh, in Carolina when I was down there for a training. It was called Hey Nice Legs. And it was aged in creative
1: name for a wine barrel beer. I yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it was delicious. Uh it was in rosé barrels. Um came in like 14% had a very a wine forward taste to it, but they were also doing they were fancy. So they were doing a cheese and crackers and oh barrel-aged night. So it, I like that a lot. Yeah, it would so. definitely worked. Yeah. So we have pre-dinner servings. So any fat person knows there's appetizers and there's pre-dinner servings. So everyone's like, yeah, charcuterie board, i got cheese and crackers, I got this veggie tray. Where's my fucking soup? I want artisanal bread. I want that brioche. I want that gabagooz. I want that... Italian Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going from Polish to Italian. But you have that like... Next step up, and I'm not talking about salad. If you have salad at your t- Thanksgiving dinner, get get out of my house. I don't want that. I want something that has it's flavorful, it's packed, it's got it's a little filling. It kind of gets you ready. It kind of like opens you up for the for the main course. So, Adam, what would you pair with pre dinner, post appetizer? pre-main course. Back. Yeah. So I'm not familiar with
1: this course, but I, I kind of get what am. you were saying. <laughs> and, and I saw you used like an autumn squash soup. Mm-hmm. So it's like, cool. Squash soup. Got the perfect thing. Similar mouthfeel. You want one of them big, fruity, put some marshmallow in it, sourced. Yeah. To just completely cover up the taste. No. Um, <laughs> in all honesty. Like a smoothie. <laughs> in all honesty, the exact opposite of that. Um, what I think would go good with a squash soup is maybe like a a dark, malty, like, amber ale. Like, yeah. you're not getting into stout porter territory, but a good, malty, caramely, um amber ale that just kind of complements that fall season mm-hmm. flavor of the soup. Um, and it's not thick. It, it's thin. Yeah. Let the soup be thick. Re, re, kind of recondition your palate. Clean it off. You know, you get a little bit of that grittiness, a little bit of that thickness from the soup. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it just complements kind of the earthy roastiness of that soup. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer to have. Yeah,
0: and I'm thinking on my side, like I'm thinking of that bread, very filling, and especially if you have, if you have a good brioche, you know, like it's very airy and it fills your stomach up. So you don't want something that's super bubbly. So I want something that can kind of be served at a room temperature as a flat. So I do like a like a plain Jane stout to go along with this. Um, because I feel the I'm a bread guy. Obviously, if you haven't seen me, like <laughs> you'll figure it out in a hot second. I'm a bread guy. Um, but I think if you have a good, like flavorful yeasty bread and you can, you can cut that flavor kind of reset your palate for the bread with a nice, I, I think that the dark roots here is a great idea. I think that works very well, but I also want to go to a favorite that I, if they ever changed it and it went back to how it used to be, uh, the Bracken Ridge Vanilla Porter. Because oh, yeah. if you serve it at room temperature... It got a
1: little poopy in recent years. It did. If
0: it could go back to how it was back in, like, 2015, I'd really enjoy that. Um, or I'm just going to get ultra-violent and just give me, like, a high IBU IPA, and I'm just going to blow my fucking face out. So, like, a Dirt Wolf or something. <laughs> Damn.
1: Well, see, yeah, that kind of falls. I mean, that's like a... Mul- especially the Dirt Wolf like a maltier IPA. So, I... Don't completely disagree with you there. And I know we're not competing, but I disagree with you on the stout oh. only because it's pre-dinner. And for my tum-tum, bread plus stout is going to fill me up before I even get to
0: the main course. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a man. But, so. yeah, I was going to say, I think, <laughs> I think you're
1: more of a bread guy than I am. I am.
0: I, I, I like my liquid bread to go along with my my firm bread. <laughs> that is
1: a filling pre-dinner. It
0: It is. Because I'm trying to stay away from some of the other stuff that happens in the main event because I want to, like, take my time. Gotcha. But I do, like, a good stout to get myself warmed up for the main events. So I kind of pared it down for the main courses here. So I think it's it's very easy to say it's turkey, stuffing, veggies. I think that's a good idea because I don't think – I mean, people have other stuff that go along Right. With. Cranberry sauce, whatever you're gonna put in there, but I think cranberry everyone, sauce
1: is tough to pair
0: anything with. Yeah, I it can is. Gives see that bitter mouth. <laughs> and, you know what you drink with that? Grey Goose flat, nothing with it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> put some of it in the. You know what? that'd goose. Be actually
1: be pretty good, probably. I
0: think so. Oh, yeah, but let's let's go cranberry with... <laughs> sauce. Then brush your teeth. Then chug orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> see if
1: your head explodes.
0: So I think let's let's go one at a time here. So let's go with uh your. You're eating all this together, but what would you pair with just turkey?
1: So I got kind of a boring one for turkey. It's, yeah. it's being the main event and all. But uh, what you used for the charcuterie board a Pilsner is really good. Yeah. Um, it's a good thirst quencher for... That dry ass turkey. If you know you make dry ass turkey, everybody's guilty nah, real of it. My turkey is um, fucking wet. <laughs> but, but since we already said pills somewhere else, I, I think a good backup would be like a nice pale ale, not not a complete IPA that's super hoppy that's going to blow out your taste buds because you got a lot of food to eat. Yeah. So I think like a nice lighter hopped pale ale would also work here for the same reason. Crisp, kind of hydrating. You know, kind of just giving you some flavor on that bland ass turkey that you yeah. might be eating
0: yeah if your mother-in-law is making it for it, it might be bland but if you come over to the Cos <laughs> daily anderson it's so flavorful and that's why you're like oh what's this uh, some uh pollo burrito here i can't believe did jesus christ himself come down here and make my turkey nah bro it was a fat Czechoslovakian just making the shit out that bird now let's go out back and smoke some cabbage rolls after dinner <laughs> let's do that shit <laughs> But I think I
1: imagine that's what you do after. I definitely like, do. Just light it up like a stogie. Hell yeah, yeah, dude!
0: I'm like, I'm like, who made this? I'm packing <laughs> it like a pack of cigarettes. Uh, with a turkey, though, like, and I and I say this to say, like, I don't think my my turkey's not perfect. Let's not. I don't want to brag too much. I think my turkey's good, but it has a lot of spice and it's very flavor forward. So I do want something that's not going to take the spice out of my creation. So I am going to kind of align myself with you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go very very commercial here. Don't hate me on this one because it has a little bit of a sweet tinge to it, which will only accent a lot of the spices here. I just want a good old Pabst Blue Ribbon.
1: Oh, that's not. I thought you were gonna go with the me yellow light.
0: <laughs>
1: I, it makes my body hot
0: when I drink
1: it. It it's raises my it makes my. No, I mean that's a that's a fine fine choice yeah a good cream i think would be good too
0: i'm ramping up yeah. so okay. i'm going with i'm going with going
1: with that for the turkey yes gotcha, for gotcha. the turkey i think it's a good choice yeah i think it's a solid, solid it lets choice. the
0: spices play and there's a and you know inside secret usually whenever you get a good when you get a pails in a commercially like stay like it the reason why it's always on points because they put a lot of sweets in it that makes it very easy to make it the same every time and uh Sorry, Paps Blue, but you have a very high sugar count. That's why it's not good for you when you drink that shit. But I like it and I it's it's actually a staple in my fridge whenever I have a light beer. I need a light beer, it's usually the ribbon. Um so turkey's your main event, but you can't have turkey without stuffing. Stuffing in my house is quintessential and it's very celery heavy forward. I do like a good celery.
1: Mine's the opposite. Yeah, oh, this well, is they're... where I become a bread guy. Okay, <laughs> mine's very bread forward with some carrots and onions. I
0: try to keep the celery to a minimum. No,
1: Although man. I'm not making it this year, I think I think Mama Bashine gets a little celery heavy on hers too. It,
0: it's an old school thing, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. it keeps the bird from drying out. Seriously. It does, It really does. So, what are you pairing with stuffing, Bud?
1: So it's it's really weird that the stuffing I'm kind of going in a completely opposite direction. This is where you bring out the seasonals to me. Okay, the stuffing has a lot of those flavors that just make you think Thanksgiving. So I'm going with a winter warmer or pull out one. If you got any left from August when they all hit the shelves, pull out like a multi-pumpkin beer. I'm not saying a stout. I'm saying like a multi-amber. Maybe if they did a pumpkin brown ale, something like that, um, rip it out now because I think think this is where you throw the the seasonal stuff.
0: I could really see that happening too, especially because if you – like let's say you make your stuffing with some of the seasonal spices. Like some people do that. They'll actually use, like, Five mm-hmm. Spice and everything with their, right. with their stuffing, which is cool. I really like, I like that. I think it's a good cr- idea. Cranberry and whatnot. That'd be really cool. Um, I like to get aggressive whenever I'm eating stuffing, and I'm going to throw it out there because it's a favorite beer of mine, and I, it is seasonal, too. I'm, I'm in line with you with this, but I'm going to go Spooky Tooth, uh, Imperial, you uh, because it has uh clove notes to it that yep. go along with the spices that you find and stuff and they usually commonly sage is something that you're using with your stuff it's got a
1: great malt character too too yeah i actually have not had a spooky tooth this year
0: i am all out buddy i don't know I how done. was it this year good it was really good man it's it's a beer that i always get worried is not gonna taste as good as it did the year before and it always tastes fat the head, same.
1: Fat heads, if, if anything, is consistent. They're very yeah. consistent. I, I
0: enjoy that because, again, if you haven't heard, was my wedding beer, and it makes me happy inside. Then I drink it. So I would drink that with stuffing. Good I, choice.
1: And that's a, yeah. that's a multi-boy, too. Yeah. So that, that totally works.
0: Totally enjoy okay. it. So veggies, commonly overlooked by the common cook, but can sing and really you know, cap a great... I got an email. I'm so sorry. So many dildos, so little time left from Adam and Eve. On my like it's just <laughs> popping up.
1: Congratulations. I didn't even have to put that in the notes this
0: morning. I know, dude. Uh hey.
1: Happy Thanksgiving. Just
0: so you know, I guess Adam and Eve is having a half off sale on dildos. I've never bought anything from Adam and Eve. Yeah, right. I have if haven't. there were as
1: many dildos coming out of you as going in you, you'd be a porcupine.
0: Jesus Christ. So veggies round out of fucking <laughs> meal back to family dinner <laughs> back to family dinner dildos aside back to family dinner uh so with veggies i feel like you could go two ways here i think you either go like traditional you keep them earthy you keep them as their natural state oh, you're or you go the other side and you really season them up you spice them or oh, okay. you salt them or you, you get I don't them go that way yeah well when I. Well, yeah, I agree.
1: But I went with the earthy, and then yeah. I went with the sweet, like the sweet potato casserole here. Okay. As well. So I got two different beers for two different situations. I like it. I know sweet potatoes probably aren't, I don't know what they're considered. Are they a root vegetable, like a carrot? They're, they're definitely a root vegetable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing they're less of a starch, like a real potato. Yeah. I don't count them as anything that makes me sound fat. So they are a vegetable.
1: <laughs> me too, because it's like one of my favorite go to. Vegetables, and yep. I'm using air quotes <laughs> <laughs> for all the listeners who can't see us. We're using air quotes, <laughs> I mean, they're definitely he- healthier than just a regular baked potato. So, oh, without like a rough, doubt, man, yeah. 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 So, for the earthy, like, and I have listed some examples of what hits our table carrots, green beans, Brussels sprouts. Um, and just to kind of get that vegetal taste out of the way and get something bubbly on your tongue, I go with a good half of in right here
0: smart play for
1: for the for the earthy ones yeah then for if you want me to hit it, the sweet potatoes love a good brown ale but mm-hmm. even better than a brown ale nice ipa right
0: here and that's where the sweetness. my brain goes yeah. i want a sessionable ipa i want a four percenter to accompany this because i i season up my in, vegetables in
1: either way earthy or seasoned
0: Ether, yeah
1: because okay. you can't you could Put an IPA, like the appropriate IPA, like more of a West Coast than this New England we're drinking right now. That's true. Kind of just builds on the earthiness. So if you're an earthy, like if you like that taste, it helps that. If you like the spicy, there's nothing better than an an IPA with a spicy. You know what? So it works in either situation.
0: Hear me out on this one. Very specific. I just had one. Thanks, Bobby Nacho. Could you imagine like roasted Brussels sprouts or broccoli with a nice Chinooki? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, that would be Yeah. F- guess what daddy's having. Hey, Nacho, I'm coming <laughs> for you, buddy. Uh Gotta yeah. hit that outpost. I'm gonna have to, man, because now I'm thinking about it and I'm drooling. Uh yeah. So Chinookie baby. So uh we move on to the dessert.
1: My main event. Exactly. No, not turkey's my main event. I like meat.
0: My mom goes absolute caligula crazy when it comes to the desserts. So there's everything from cookies, there's cream pies, there's ice cream, there's all cut, like, it's cream-based pie. That sounds weird. There's cream-based pies. There you go. Thanks, buddy. That makes it sound less weird. Thank you for making icon. Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve coming yeah. back at you with hey, another email. Hey, dildos are 50% off. <laughs> it's a good deal. It's Black Friday now.
1: 50% off and 50% bigger. You know you
0: need <laughs> Here comes Old Thunder. You didn't think you needed him, but he's coming back. <laughs> Just Zeus's fist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Could you imagine that thing? The vein in his we're on arm. Dessert. Ah, sorry. Okay, yeah. So Ron desserts. We'll talk about Zeus's dick later. So I think it's only right. I think everyone kind of sticks around pies for dessert. Mm. There are lots of cookies in my house, but I think like it's ubiquitous. We could use pie. Um, and in my house, it usually is like a, like a tradition, like an apple pie or a pumpkin pie, you know, very Americana in my house. What about you?
1: Um, it's sometimes pie. Sometimes, uh, my mom makes pumpkin cake every once in a while. That sounds great. And then
0: my wife makes a killer pumpkin roll. So
1: pumpkin vein usually, um... I think we've done apple pie in the past because a couple of us aren't huge pumpkin pie fans, including myself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a similar beer on this one because it doesn't matter what dessert it is. If it's a sweet treat, especially a pastry of any sort, any pie, cake, cookie, this is where you pull out that coffee stop that you love so much. Um, for really, really, really obvious reasons, you got the coffee. There's nothing better with a sweet treat than a good a hot cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. The only thing a little bit better because it has alcohol on it is a
0: coffee stout yes on the head yeah that is and it's
1: it's all for the same reason the bitterness cuts the sweetness gets Mm -hmm. you resets your palate ready for the next bite instead of just sugar 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 hitting your
0: and also too my very specific coffee stout
1: here comes triple shade
0: gets me ready (laughs) for that night football game when you hit that trip trip Triple shakes
1: I have my air horn ready. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From Hitchhiker, one of my favorite coffee stouts of all time. Really enjoyed that one, and the booziness is there. The booziness cuts down on the sweetness and then it resets my palate for another bite of my mom's delicious pie, whatever she's making this year. Like I already said, she's gonna do the uh the pumpkin cheesecake. Man, a big slice of that with uh, triple shakes I, I'll, I'll be in heaven man
1: still waiting for my favorite coffee stop to come back but what? for now I'll say it's triple shakes what is it i'm waiting for al satan to come back oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah El nacho satan. nacho <laughs> you're on notice bro that was
1: their collab with uh black forge so.
0: oh man that that was a that was a banger was a good one. i remember i had that smiling moose plus
1: grandma loves when you show up with that too thanks
0: you mean yeah she always she always <laughs> really appreciates you bringing a banger <laughs> my mom my mom hates beer inside scoop my mom hates beer but i took her uh again shot nacho i took her a can of the uh the sour he brought to oh, that's cool yeah she loved it she loved it man that and um cellar works had the uh pineapple dole whip
1: oh that thing's nuts
0: yeah she loved that did too.
1: um do you ever does she like coffee
0: she likes coffee. she should let
1: her try that Dawn of the Living Dead. She hates time. it. Oh, okay.
0: She it's if it tastes anywhere near like beer. It's barely beer, though. That's one, that one. That's, one's that's so all good. she she needs a barely beer taste. Right. And she's like, meh. <laughs> she goes, old lady on I'm sixty five Your duck mom dance. is not a duck. <laughs> Don't make her sound like whack, whack, whack. I hate beer. <laughs> so Adam. I think we gave everyone a pretty keen menu here. If you go back and listen to it, you can get some uh, good ideas here. Don't forget to uh, ask your ask people who are coming over, what do they like to drink? You can get most of these beers um, at your local market district. I know a lot of yeah. them still have these beers on. Uh, and also, too, just so you know, you can always go with uh, some shit beer like Miller Lite. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> don't. Get some local, get some local. Brew. Yeah, you got some local brews around here, and keep your eyes on some of these places. because They do bring out some seasonal stuff that really kicks ass, and this yeah, is their I mean, time to shine. I
1: know. uh I actually might have to swing up there tomorrow. I know Necromancer came out with like a Thanksgiving beer. I got see it comes out. Yeah, days. so I want to try theirs this year. <laughs> and I like the can, so I I I'm too. I'm sticking that label somewhere.
0: Game of Thrones with a turkey uh-huh. on it's sick. So Adam, we have some listener questions, comments, and whatnots, and this is a shout out to one of our one of our favorite listeners. Uh, she's a friend of our, a friend of the show, and she was listening to our episode last week, and she said, uh, you know, you guys said something along the lines of like water changes the taste of beer, or some shit like that. So Adam, eloquent, uh, very eloquent. I think I made the that's alteration her. there. That was <laughs> okay, yeah, because that's not her. She, <laughs> she's very well spoken. I'm not. So Adam a uh, very big question for you because you're the mastermind here how does water change the flavor of beer
1: yeah so i'm no <clears throat> i'm no expert in the field so bullshit <laughs> so i won't i won't get deep into the details of water chemistry i'm not any sort of pro about you're it. a scientist no i'm not no i'm not um but basically like especially here in Pittsburgh and a lot of other metropolitan cities your water comes from different sources really here in Pittsburgh cuz you got the rivers you got all kinds of different sources for your water So every neighborhood potentially, every area of the city kind of has a different tasting water, um, and that can affect the beer. And there's a bunch of things about the water specifically that affects the beer that you can all treat and adjust with certain chemicals and and like calcium and and salt and stuff like that. Um, But the big things in water that affect it is the water's pH, uh, the level of calcium, the level of magnesium, the level of sodium, the level of chloride. Uh, sulfates in the water and bicarbonate are the big ones that I think every brewery at least um, gets a test done on their water uh, to see how to adjust to get those levels where they need and the most popular beer right now that really needs adjustments even beyond that to make it what it is is a New England IPA like part of getting the haze and that mouthfeel to a New England IPA is a lot of the water chemistry as well as the ingredients you put in it, but water a huge ingredient. I mean, water is a big part of the beer. You've been here on brew days.
0: Oh yeah, we use
1: gallons of water.
0: Yeah. Like... we approach 30 gallons so, of water. Every so, yeah, so yeah,
1: so it can definitely change the taste of your beer, the feel, like the mouthfeel, of your beer, everything. So most breweries uh, actually have to get it. I just learned this this month. A lot of breweries get it tested every season because season to season, yeah. the water treatment plants will change how they're treating it the temperature right. and the, yeah. the ph can change they're putting different chemicals yeah with yeah. the temperature change and everything um so yeah you you basically send the water off to a laboratory get the results back and then you can there's i use a software to do it some people are scientists and can do it themselves um smart but it's kids. really like parts by million how you're adjusting it for different for your different beers and uh we yeah here at bash we just started really getting into that about two years ago um And I still don't get my water tested enough. I I (laughs) got to get it tested. Um, Once winter is in the full swing, I'm going to get it tested. Yeah.
0: I think we're going to have a bitter winter, so I really think the groundwater is going to change. And I want to do
1: some hazies this winter. Yeah, for sure. I got to figure out what we're working with here. Hell yeah, man.
0: Thank you. That was actually a very – And that's – yeah, that's – when you
1: actually, like, ask a brewer that, my description is high level. Yeah. But – the biggest thing I think is pH for most beers. Yeah, say, uh, it's. Especially a, yeah. around here. But uh, all of those things are important.
0: Yeah. So, a much easier question, Adam. If you could skip a holiday, what, which one would it be?
1: Christmas.
0: Yeah, for me, it's Arbor Day. Fuck trees. <laughs> but,
1: but you work for Arboretum Trail. How could you say that?
0: I work for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Backpedaling.
0: What do you mean? The check didn't clear. He <laughs> paid me. He gave me a check. It looked like fucking Monopoly money, and I went to go check. It. I couldn't go cash it. And the guy at PNC looks at this thing. He goes, "This isn't even a real." If
1: we're gonna go like obscure holidays, yeah. Groundhog Day kind of sucks. What the fuck is May Day? Like all the yeah, th- it's a day in May, yeah. isn't it? Valentine's Day. You know what Valentine's yeah. Day? sucks? Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Yeah, count that Walmart one. holiday. High five Everybody that puts shit. Too much fucking
0: shit. Good in. lord, so worse oh, than Christmas. Gotta give a girlfriend my- something really fucking cool. She love you. She already loves you. She doesn't need something on Valentine's Day uh, unless she- you don't get her anything. Yeah, then you find out the hard way. Yeah. Also, too, if she holds you accountable for Valentine's Day, or your boyfriend holds you accountable for Valentine's Day, get a new partner.
1: Uh, especially if it's your boyfriend. Yeah. I don't even remember when it's on the calendar, so don't <sighs> worry about me. Yeah. Although I do get some nice stuff for Valentine's Day. The only the only
0: reason I remember is that it's uh, February 14th is because Tommy buns usually comes to Pittsburgh on Valentine's day. He sure does. He, he does. He this comes Come love. Yeah. Uh, so that, that weird little Twitter feed I follow mm-hmm. asked another question of us. He sent me a DM cause he heard that we were answering some of his questions and he asked, he asked me, are you getting enough sleep at night? This <laughs> is an <laughs> easy answer. Apparently we sound manic. <laughs>
1: No. Yeah.
0: So, uh, never. Never. I've never got, like. I slept
1: two hours between Tuesday and Wednesday.
0: You look great.
1: Well, I slept in this morning because I was off
0: today. So, I actually
1: got a full eight hours
0: last night. <laughs> they say you never make up your sleep debt, though. You don't. Yeah. yeah. And you can't And like, you can't
1: bank it. Yeah. It doesn't count. If you sleep 12 hours today, you can't just cut yeah. four off tomorrow.
0: I yeah. slept for, uh, when I was on vacation, I slept from uh, 1 p.m. till 9 a.m. the next day. <laughs>
1: sound manic.
0: That's super appropriate. Yeah. That's
1: just because we're excited to do this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> high energy. Absolutely. If we weren't high energy, you guys wouldn't like us. And last year, it was a weird question that got posed to us. Uh, how much <laughs> soon is applying to college?
1: <laughs> I can't believe I remember this. I, I know it was four, and I even remember the four I applied Which to. Which ones were they? So I applied to W&J. Boo. <laughs> Robert Morris. Uh, CalU and Waynesburg. Ooh. And I visited to, oh, I can't remember what the one was called. Bethany. I visited Bethany College. Yeah. And I think I visited Wheeling Jesuit, mm-hmm. but I didn't even apply to either of those.
0: I, vi- I visited because they of were schools. both they were both out of state, and I was like,
1: mm, that becomes less affordable. So those instantly oh, got chopped. Dude,
0: yeah, it goes up like twenty grand. Yeah. Like instantly. Uh, I checked out. I checked out WVU. Because I wanted to go there because I, I like just love the atmosphere of that place. Um, but I realized, too, that unless I had residency there. That's, it was,
1: that's like, a really nice way to just say you love beer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the atmosphere. I wanted to be a hole again. Yeah,
1: you love just standing on top of mountains. No, you
0: like beer and burning couches. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, I applied to Waynesburg, the school I chose. Uh, I applied to Penn State, Maine, which is the only school that actually turned me down was Penn State, Maine. Um, and then I would try to, uh, Cal U. I think everyone tried Cal U around here,
1: it was my safety,
0: yeah, okay. it, mine too, yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm, and I was North going for account. accounting, so like,
1: yeah, it's not like there's a school that's like,
0: no one's awesome killing it. For that. Yeah, well, at the time, too, criminal person. justice was the same way, like, there was no school in our area that was like killing. Then Waynesburg ended up becoming a school that was that. killing yeah. CJ and for accounting, too. Like,
1: well, they, yeah, they. What got me to go to Waynesburg was they had a forensic accounting major that they yeah. were just starting, I think, the year before we started mm-hmm. there. Um, and that's the, – uh, that and it was affordable is <laughs> what so got yeah. me there. Because uh, w and didn't turn me down, but I had to start late. So I would have started in their spring semester yeah. instead of the fall. And it was really expensive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my grades weren't good enough to get any help from them. Uh, Robert Morris was super expensive. and My safety school, because, again, it was accounting, so, like – I I just would rather do the forensic accounting thing. Yeah. And um, at that time CalU was and probably still is, known for more like a school for education. Like yeah. you know, like going into teaching, teaching education.
0: Yeah. Um, secondary education that wasn't my for thing. sure. Yeah. 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 Uh and I would say too, like if you're applying for a bunch of schools, uh check in with your um what do they call them? Guidance counselor. Oh for sure. They always Hopefully have, those, you have a good one. Yeah. I actually, you know, first being in a small high school, I had a really good one. He had all these waiver forms to get all the registration fees or yeah. the, uh, the application fees yeah. waived. It was great. Like I applied. I think I applied to four or five schools Aren't and I didn't pay a single dollar.
1: Ours was great. And I want to say we also had like, it wasn't his assistant, but it was like his contemporary that was like specifically in our school for yeah. like career goals and college, you know workshopping and stuff like just there to help seniors get into college yeah well we're, and jun- you know juniors into seniors getting into college
0: we always like didn't have any faith in ours because he was like super sports focused And if you do uh, we always thought like if you weren't playing sports he wasn't gonna give a shit about you and then when i came in he's, he's like you i mean it's a di- he
1: thought you were a lineman <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did first. oh yeah he used to follow me around the weight room and i was like lifting and he'd be like he's like oh do you want to play football Like i'm playing soccer yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh and, but I, like he typecasted me, but it was smart because like, he, I think at some point someone has to call you what you are. And he just looked at me He's he's like, you're one of the smart, nerdy dudes. Like you need to go somewhere that can like foster those yeah. ideas and what you do. He's like, have you ever thought about computers, computer forensic, computer programming? Like he's like all these different schools have these great computer forensic programs or anything. And then he's, and he knew that Waynesburg was going to have the computer forensics program before I did. That's why I started off in and switched, but it was great, man. Like it, he was good, and I get and I don't give him often enough credit for steering me in the right way. But it ended up working out well. But yeah, if you had, don't be afraid for someone to call you what you are when you're trying to figure out your life at 18 years old, right? <laughs> it's okay to be labeled like a nerd or something,
1: and learn a little bit. First off, you're too young to be listening to us old farts. Yeah. But. um <laughs> And I was only like looking into because I was going into accounting and finance, but know what student loans are, know what interest rates are. Oh yeah, know what you're going to be paying coming out because it, it's it's tough to blame a teenager for not knowing what they're getting into. Um, but you, I mean, they do put it up front, like what yeah. you're getting into. It's Is tough it, to blame them, it, but it's easy yeah. to take their fucking money. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just be smart about that overall. Like, yeah. go to the school you want. If it has the program you want, Mm -hmm. but, like, also, that bottom line is going to be there when you get out in four or five years. I mean, is it safe? safe, Six years if you like to burn couches. Yeah.
0: Is it safe to say, though, that, like, I think I chose Cal U because it was affordable as a safety school. Did you do the same thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew it was affordable. I mean, Waynesburg was also affordable for me, too. So, but, I yeah, Waynesburg was my, like, top top but yeah I mean Cal you is probably the most affordable yeah for
0: sure around it, in the
1: area I was looking
0: it was half the price of what I paid to go to Waynesburg yeah, easily I think it was yeah. it was
1: it was way cheaper back then mm-hmm. yeah
0: now like it's it's whatever so uh moving on from that on to what we do with our education now Adam what's on tap and where can you find us
1: I don't get paid for it <laughs> just like
0: they <I> told us <laughs> it <would> happened <laughs> Yeah, so uh, right now on
1: tap, we have the Shat-Faced Pumpkin Roll stock coming in at 8.1%. Mm-hmm. We have the Dark Roots Oatmeal Stout that we tried in Segment 1 coming in at 6%. And we have the Nightmare Dressed Like a Daydream Lemon Bar Ale at 6.1%. Um, all those will be on leading up to Thanksgiving. I can't promise it'll be here after that. Um, but yeah, we got more stuff coming. We're brewing up. Uh, this, you can't find us anywhere. No festivals yet. But what's coming up? As we are brewing uh, the Every Time I Chai, Chai Tea Stout this My weekend. My favorite. And we're brewing up a new one, a Gingerbread Stout. Ooh. Just in time for that little holiday that I don't like.
0: Um, and <laughs> which then one's I'm, that? <laughs> Kwanzaa. Yeah,
1: no, oh, no. I love Kwanzaa. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas can go s- <laughs> suck a fat one. Anyway. Um, and then after that, we are brewing our Christmas Gruet, which is a cranberry, honey, uh, lingonberry um, I forgot about that meat, one. Wheat, I guess, beer. So good. I, have to, I have to look at the actual recipe. It's actually an ancient style yeah. that doesn't use
0: hops. It's really good. Um, but it's a
1: Yeah, it's kind of the closest thing we do to a sour because mm-hmm. it's a bitter sourness from the cranberry, and that really leads most of the flavor. So get ready for that coming into Christmas. And then I have a spruce tip IPA on the list, too, but it's getting pushed back because I, I I'm getting too close to the holidays to <laughs> squeeze them all in.
0: Yeah, so that means you got to come drink these things. And if you want to find out what's happening down here in the Jojatorium and in the Brew Lab, all you just follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. He's also on Untapped. If you want to find out what's going on with the boys, all you do is search us out at Decay and WTB on all social media. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget we drop our listener polls on Tuesdays, and new episodes drop Sunday mornings to go right along with that fresh cup of coffee. So... From where we are in the to where you are listening to this wonderful Thanksgiving Day episode, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving. But secondly, and most importantly, cheers. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Happy Thanksgiving, Matt. Happy Thanksgiving, Adam.
1: Let's do this.